This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are New York. Set in the morning. Hot Radio 77. WBC. Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of the breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight At the uh, risk of sounding brash and arrogant again, I maintain that my Instagram account, and the show's got a very good Instagram account, at It's Bernie and Sid, at It's Bernie and Sid, and the radio station has a very good Instagram account, at 77 WABC Radio, at 77 WABC Radio. But I maintain mine, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney, is the most entertaining of all, only because, well, I just can't, um, I can't even live here in the mornings. It just... Uh, for example, every morning I have a bowl of Frosted Flakes before I start the show. I need energy. i got to eat. i got to drink coffee. That's how I bring you energy at this time of the morning, me and Bernie. And um, if you go there this morning, you'll see that uh, Frankie Diaz with an E, for some reason, was compelled to take a picture of me in my private moment, uh, enjoying my Frosted Flakes with the New York Post in front of me. It's on my Instagram page. Frankie, you um, you do a lot of that lately. I notice you're you're very quick to take pictures when I'm not looking. It's kind of uh, creepy. I gotta you, be honest. You're, you're you're very entertaining, especially for the public. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, is that I, what it I is? Have to, I have to make sure. I mean, you know, you you, you come over here and you, you take over my desk when I when I'm working. Yeah, no, and that's then, my desk, right? And, and then, yeah. but but it's okay because I'm, yeah. I'm up pacing down up, up right. down the hallway. Don't, listen, so. don't get me wrong. I love you. I know you're a big shot, me even in the news department. But but it's my desk. It's not your desk. I'm I'm the guy. Uh, me and Bernie. With that said, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, on this Friday morning. The co-host, my partner, the great, the talented, the brilliant Bernard McGurk. Good Friday morning, Bernie. Sid Rosenberg, you make me blush, bro. Let me just tell you something. You're eating fr- frosted flakes. You don't even realize it. You're celebrating the Lunar New Year. Just think of Tony the Tiger. That's, oh, that's why I did it. Uh, it's not like get I have, out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I have them every day. It doesn't matter what freaking day it is. Yeah, what so, year. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but there you go. Inadvertently <laughs> celebrating the Lunar New Year. You're, 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 we're in solidarity with our Asian brothers and sisters. We are. And in fact, just to kind of uh, draw more on that point, emphasize that point, a friend of mine named Suzanne Yu, who was actually at the photo shoot I did for FLG Magazine, of course, with uh, Joseph Abu, the great photographer, Michael Goldman. Very excited. That magazine is set to launch February 13th in about a week uh, with me on the cover and a beautiful six-page spread inside the magazine. Great interview. All that. And Suzanne was actually there that day for the shoot. But she is a big-time doctor. She is a uh, social influencer. She's actually uh, directed and produced movies, and she'll be live in studio at 925 today. She's Chinese. 
uh, celebrating the Lunar New Year. So, again, it's a 15-day period, we were told, Bernard. So we will celebrate it, to your point, with Frosted Flakes, with Suzanne Yu coming up at 925 this morning. I like what I hear. As the uh, opening ceremonies get started tonight, I lean you not to be uh, confused. Uh, excuse me, Suzanne. Did you right. say Suzanne? Suzanne you, yes. Not to be confused with Eileen Gu. No. Who uh, is uh, essentially a traitor. Who yes, went she from, is. from uh, the U.S. skiing team to the Chinese skiing team. So uh, it's not Eileen, it's Suzanne. <laughs> right. Suzanne, mind, Suzanne is not a traitor. She's on our side of things. Uh, I can tell you, as you mentioned, the Olympics, we got so much to do today. Dolph Hyken is going to stop by at 740, talk about his feelings on Whoopi Goldberg. I guess AOC now speaks for the Jews. When, when did somebody make this uh, idiot AOC Jewish? I don't know. But according to her, we've all, we've all uh, now, uh, we're okay with Whoopi Goldberg. We've forgiven her. We'll find out if that's true from Dolph Hyken coming up at 740. I have a feeling he's not going to share the same opinion. What about you, Bernard? She, she speaks for the uh, woke, uh, the woke tards. The liberal uh, woke tards is who she speaks for, not the Jews. And nor does, by the way, Whoopi Goldberg, th- despite the fact that she said, I stand with the Jews. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a very selective, uh, you know, outrage when it comes to this cancel culture that we're witnessing. We, we, we witnessed it from a bunch of people yesterday. She's only the latest. By the way, Whoopi Goldberg, just remember Chris Harrison, the way he groveled and he yeah. apologized. Yeah. The he Bachelor, got, that's the Bachelor host. He didn't get a two-week suspension. He got fired. He said nothing near what came to uh, Whoopi Goldberg said about the Jews. And, yeah, he got fired. And not only fired, but he was humiliated by that uh, doofus who I used to love, big number 92, Michael Strahan on Good Morning America. So his life was really made miserable. You're right, but you brought up the Olympics, and I must tell you that, well, we've got all these stories today and all these cuts. Of course, you know, the big story is that Joe Biden was here in New York yesterday meeting with Kathy Hochul and um, and the mayor, Eric Adams, and the New York Post, I think, really grabbed it well when it says, and I quote, blah, blah, blah. Because I watched it, I listened to the audio, I saw Melinda Katz last night embarrassing herself with that racist Errol Lewis on New York 1. Just a uh, a full day of nothing. But you did mention the Olympics, and I did have Justin cut up this morning, which we'll play later, some of the highlights over the years. 1980, our hockey team beating the Russians, going on to beat Finland and win the gold medal. Uh, Eric Hyden, that same Olympics back in 1980, Eric Hyden, five for five, five gold medals in speed skating. Had him cut up Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding, that that controversy, which never made it to the Olympics. Had him cut up Brian Boitano, his brilliance when he won the gold in Calgary back in 1988. So while a lot of people are very angry, and I get it, Gordon Chang, Peter King, and others, that were competing in China, they unleashed the virus, they want to destroy us. Me, for one, I'm going to try to find a way, try to put politics aside for two weeks and enjoy the Olympics, which I enjoy more anyway, Bernie, the Winter Olympics, rather than the Summer Olympics. Uh, yeah, well, well I, I, get, I like the Summer Olympics, but uh, Ed Rich Lowry, who was <laughs> unequivocally outraged yeah. that we're participating That's true. in this Olympics. But, yeah. uh, but not Donald way. Trump. Donald Trump's with me. Donald That's Trump right. said we should go. We should compete. He did. He said that in, in order not to screw the athletes which is a very uh, empathetic and compassionate stand to take. But the uh, fact remains that the uh, Uyghurs are still in the concentration camps, well, and China perpetrated the uh, one of the greatest atrocities on the globe. No doubt. Those facts remain, though I will be watching the opening ceremonies tonight. Yeah. Just to try to just to just to see what a what it looks like because in 2008 as I mentioned yesterday, beautiful. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. And I just want to see what the hell it's all about. All right, they should have uh, Anthony Fauci light the torch. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's hilarious. Right? Hey, How about Anthony? They should have uh, had him light it at the wet market right. in Wuhan. Right in Wuhan. Is there a, uh, what is your favorite Winter Olympic moment? And you can't use the hockey team against Russia. That's too easy. So excluding that, Bernard, what is your favorite American Winter Olympic moment ever? I really don't have one. You don't have one? No. Nope. Okay. No, I never was a, a big Olympics guy. Uh, but uh, well, I, well, I would imagine when you were growing up in uh, the uh, mean streets of the Bronx that you didn't spend a lot of time at uh, Davos on the Poconos skiing. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna guess that. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. But but I'm a student, uh, an amateur student of history, and I remember. Uh, reading about the uh, the Nazi Olympics in 1936. Well, that was the summer games, right? That was the summer games, but right. still, it was a big propaganda coup oh, huge. for the Nazis. And yeah. this is analogous to that. Yes, it is. As That's... a matter of fact, uh, in, during those Olympics, even though Jesse Owens won, which was a great victory, uh, Max Schmeling did beat Joe Lewis. Yes, he did. Max Schmeling, he beat Joe Lewis every time. Rocky yep. Marciano, Rocky Marciano. He beat Joe Lewis's ass. <laughs> He, yeah, he, he did. did. He, he Joe did. Lewis was seventy-five years old. <laughs> it was a big, uh, big propaganda coup for yes. uh, for Adolf. You know, and, Max uh, Schmeling lost to in real life. Uh, in real life, no, yes. tell me. No, it wasn't Max Schmeling. I just got confused. It's Max Bear. I'm sorry. Uh, the great movie Cinderella Man, starring Russell Crowe, that boxer out of Tenafly, New Jersey, who won like two fights in his whole big fights, and he beat Max Bear. But you're right, Max Schmeling. Uh, was uh, that 36 Olympics. And what year was the Olympics in uh, when they killed the uh, the Jewish people in, um, 72. in Germany? Munich, 72? Yeah, 72. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, I don't know if you heard this yesterday, Nancy Pelosi was urging the uh, athletes, don't protest. You know, like yes. as people yes. do from the podiums, they raise their fists. They've been doing that for years and years and years. Yeah. Uh, she told them, just dummy up and get the hell out. Of Do your games and get the hell out. Well, she basically pulled the Laura Ingram. She said, shut up and play, right? Shut up and play. Uh, basically. Yeah. But uh, it, it does buck the tradition of athletes, you know, yeah. and we celebrate those athletes. Sure. At least a lot of the media did when they protested against our country. But she's telling them not to protest against another country oh, she's an idiot. for your own damn good. Tanya Harding should have blasted Nancy Pelosi instead of Nancy Kerrigan. What, what are you uh, smiling <laughs> about? Thank you very much. What are, what are you smiling about, Justin? What is it? That was coming to America. That was the great barbershop scene. Remember Rocky Marciano, Joe Lewis, Eddie? Yeah? No, I don't because I wasn't uh, alive. So. Here he goes again. Here, uh, Bernie, I... will you explain to him? He doesn't have to be alive to know certain things. I mean, Babe Ruth. Well, you ask me if I remember it. How well, can how I, do you how not can know I, about the movie? physically you remember Coming it? to America is a classic. I don't understand. I've seen Coming to America. Okay, well, that was in that movie. It was the best scene of the movie in the barber shop. Apparently uh, not to justice. I guess not. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I've seen Coming to America 2 or, th- or 3. Oh, that was the worst movie ever. Or 4. Two. No, there's only 2, and it was the worst movie ever. By the way, talking about skiing the Olympics, I don't know if you know this, Bernard, but our very own Justin Alec, you just heard his voice, is going to make his way today in this, uh, going to be like a, uh, what he described, a foot and a half of freezing rain, which I've never heard of, but that's what Justin Alec is describing. He is on his way later on tonight with his uh, Russian mail-order bride girlfriend, Lisa, to, um, where are you going tonight? I'm going up uh, about two hours upstate to Hunter Mountain. He's going to go skiing in Hunter Mountain. You're going to you're going to kick off the Olympics by skiing yourself. You're like you're like Phil Mayer. Well, not really. I've skied about probably once in the past decade. You know how to do it? Um, I'm no, I don't really know how to do it. Are you going to try uh, it? Like the bunny trail? You have like a nice no, suit? No, I'm not even going to try the bunny trail. I'm probably so just, just going to throw like myself suit? down a double black diamond. To see what happens. See, I don't. You're not. See, I don't ski either. So, like when Danielle wants to go to these ski vacations, which we do occasionally, she's a great skier. She's great at everything, Danielle. 
uh, I get the nice suit, you know, the nice uh, ski suit, and I uh, sit uh, by the fireplace in the bar, and then I walk outside occasionally, and I laugh at people who fall down the bunny trail. But I can't ski at all. Bunny, you ever ski in your life? I've skied uh, numerous places. I never skied, put on a pair of skis until I was in my 30s. I have skied at Hunter Mountain. It's not, not far from where my dad lives up in the Catskills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bunny Trail, yeah. You've done uh, that? I've done, yeah, the Bunny Trail, and that's it. That's but, it? Yeah, but... Uh, Does Carol ski, your beautiful wife, or your kids? Oh, yeah, my, my wife not only skied, she, uh, what do you call it, the skate, not, not the skateboard, what do you call the uh, board? The, the snowboard. 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 Yeah. Was, my wife was doing snowboarding for a oh, while. Oh, she's your wife. I got to tell you, the, Carol is a lot like Danielle. They're both beautiful. They're both athletic. They're both smart. And they both married a bunch of losers. <laughs> Clearly. Hey, listen, we're city boys. I mean, uh, I know. skiing was not on my radar when I was a kid. It's well, just... it, was, it was from my parents, because don't forget, my history has always been going to upstate New York. And there's a place called Holiday Mountain, which is uh, by, like, Woodburn, like Exit 107, I guess, or 108, not Woodburn. That's, but, where, uh, that's where the prison is, by the way, Woodburn. Yeah, you're right. That's where the prison is. This is more like uh, by the old uh, homestead, 107, 108, Holiday Mountain. It's a relatively famous ski resort. Then you have Davos up there, too. So, like, in my bedroom upstate, for example, I've got a pair of skis that I used when I was three years old. And I haven't used them since. But my parents would take us to these ski resorts. I was just too afraid to ski. My sister Lizzie skied. The rest of my sisters skied. Like I said, Danielle skis. But, um, no, it wasn't, in the, uh, it wasn't for me. Hey, Joe Tacopina, who's one of our best friends on this show, the great defense attorney, this kid is like Brian Boitano on skates. Went on to become a tremendous hockey player at Skidmore University, and he grew up in Brooklyn on Bedford Avenue. So, uh, folks in Brooklyn did find their way to the ice, Bernie, just not uh, Sid Rosenberg. Well, listen, uh, I have to tell you, similarly with me, I, I can uh, bust a move on ice skates. <laughs> no, stop. Uh, I swear to God, Long Beach is one of the few uh, towns in Long Island that has a world-class, uh, uh, you know, uh, ice skating arena. No kidding. And, yeah, I used to take my kids there, and I learned to uh, skate. And it's a lot of fun. I can wow. I, I can bust a move. But Joe Takapina, yeah, he can do it because he, he he played hockey. He played hockey. And Pete Morgan's kid also went to Skidmore University where Takapina went. To this day, Takapina still owns the NCAA hockey record for most penalty minutes in a season. He got in fights like every game. But Morgan's kid is a, is a great hockey player. He's got a couple of kids who can play yep. hockey. So, um, yes, it's, uh, he's going to watch the Olympics. He's excited. He's a Ranger fan, too, during the winter sports. You're looking at a four-year varsity hockey ice player. Who? Me. I thought you played baseball. And hockey. No kidding. I've been skating since I was three years old. Come on. So, uh, really? I swear to God. Up in Chappaqua? He skated up there? Is there a big rink in Chappaqua? Well, we had a good team in high school, and then I played um, very competitive travel hockey. Wow. Yeah, up until I was about 17 What the hell happened old. to you? You went from this baseball player, hockey player, like this star, to like this fat kid running the board. Yeah, fat kid with a beard and, uh, <laughs> and a big belly. Yeah, turned, turned into a bit of a bozo, if you no, will. No, no, you're doing great. That, that's doing cool. Fantastic. That's taking, cool. Taking a break. Look at it this way. The kid's only 25 years right, old. He's only, that's right. He'll come back. They'll, I was still in college when I was 25. I was in rehab. 1-800-848-WABC. <laughs> Dove Hikend coming up at 740. Suzanne Yu live in studio celebrating the Lunar New Year coming up at 925. Lydia reports beat Bernie and your memories of Olympic hockey. Yes, I know you hate the, you know, China and you don't want to go. But if you are going to watch it and you get into it and you have a memory, we'd like to hear that from you. It's Bernie and Sid on a Getaway Friday. And we'll be right back.
the crap I learned in high school. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, as I mentioned before with this song. So appropriate today with uh, the poison they're teaching kids in school these days. And uh, it turns out this this whole mask mandate in schools where uh, certain governors have banned the mandates, and uh, but individual school districts are saying, no, 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 still got to wear the mask. There's one actual school district, believe it or not, down in Virginia that says if the kids show up without masks and they're wandering around the schools without masks, they will be arrested for trespassing. Wow. A misdemeanor, first-class misdemeanor, punishable by up to a year in jail. Uh, believe it or not, that's how ugly it's getting. And, and students are engaging uh, in, in mass civil disobedience around the country. We'll get to that a little bit later, uh, Sydney. But uh, in the meantime, yesterday, of course, uh, the uh, the imbecile-in-chief came here for what was nothing, what amounted to absolutely nothing, exactly what we predicted, believe it or not. But uh, Eric Adams, once again, he did not disappoint us in that he did, he did nothing as well. He was just a, a complete and total Biden fanboy, embarrassing, as a matter of fact. And sitting there wearing a mask, too, which I could have done without. On top of that, and not only did he say nothing and, and suck up to Biden, but he sat there wearing a mask when Joe Biden wasn't even wearing a mask. Right. Explain that to me. Uh, yeah, and they had some stupid, uh, stupid sign behind them about diversity or some nonsense. I mean, give me a damn break. Anyway, Eric Adams, uh, while he was on stage there with uh, – the imbecile. Listen to what he said. It, it, it is cringeworthy, as I predicted it would be yesterday. Take a listen to this. There is a reason they call me the Biden of Brooklyn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, Eric Adams is reporting for duty and ready to serve. Unbelievable, huh? Are you there yet? Am I there yet? Yeah, with me and Greg Kelly. Me specifically, but... Oh, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, that's it. You're in. No yeah, more. Yeah. Well, I got to see a little more. I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. You're in. Oh, I'm in. I'm you in. You are in. I love it. Oh, this is great. Bernie McGurk, Sid Rosenberg, uh, and Greg Kelly. Here we go. And as a matter of fact, there was a little more from him on the stage with Biden. Uh, and, and this contribute, contributes to me being all in with you guys. Listen to this. As I um, rode with him in the presidential limousine. Yuck. <laughs> oh, wow. I was able to have a good conversation and talk about more money for the city. Oh, well, obviously, that was later uh, during a press conference. I was rolling with Biden in the presidential. Yeah. I mean, I, that's all he cares about. He, he's he's totally, cares about. totally starstruck. Yeah. Media whore is what he is. And uh, he was also on uh, CNN. But uh, he, he was, again, it's just too much with this guy. But he, here, is he, here he is again from the stage with Joe Biden. Play cut eight. Justin. We're saying to Washington, D.C., SOS, we need your help. We have to stop the flow of illegal guns in our city. 6,000 guns removed off the street last year, close to 400 since I've been in office, but yet they keep coming from gun dealers throughout this entire country. Completely and totally predictable. Guns are not the issue. Of course not. Criminals are the issue. I saw that, uh, Melinda Katz on New York One last night going on and on about how it's the guns. It's all about guns. It's all about guns. And Eric Adams had the chance there as a guy that knows better, a cop over two decades. And uh, he just does and says whatever people want to hear. And I got to tell you, you know, when, when John Katz and Matides interviewed Eric Adams on our show, and he did a magnificent interview, he really did. 
And when the interview was over, I really, really did want to repair the relationship. And I even had some private conversations, I'll be honest, which I won't make public what exactly was said, but private conversations with John about repairing the relationship. And now I just don't care. I hope John's not mad at me. I hope John's not mad at me, but I can't do it because if I do it, I'm being a phony. I didn't like this guy when he ran. I thought he was full of crap. I don't like the guy since he's taken over. Crime is skyrocketing. He just, again, continues to try to appease both sides. He's full of it. So, John, if you're listening, I know you are. Don't be mad at me, but this guy is, the only difference between him and Bill de Blasio is he's black and he tries to appease both sides. But in the end, he'll be just as pathetic in that position as Bill was. Uh, no, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. I'm, I'm, I'm coming around to that position. And uh, sadly, I don't want to be in this position. But uh, Joe Biden, he actually uh, he distinguished himself at one point during that speech uh, yesterday when he he really did sound tough on crime. It's something that you know, people may have wanted to hear. I don't know. Take a listen to cut three. Justin Ellick. Take a listen to this. They must be taken off the street for simple, pragmatic reasons. If we don't, they will or a portion of them will become the predators. 15 years from now. Of course, that was Joe Biden in 1993. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, but uh, you hear what he said there for folks who, just in case Eric Adams didn't hear that, when he said they will be the predators, he was talking specifically about who? Black people. So, Eric, while you claim to be the biggest Biden fan and the Biden of Brooklyn, that's how Joe Biden talked about African-American people less than 30 years ago. Uh, yeah, exactly right. He, he talked about a racial jungle. He said a lot of uh, so, so insensitive things, I, I would describe it. Hey, one last thing. Curtis Sliwa actually was on uh, Sean Hannity's show last night, and he was discussing this whole, you know, Joe Biden comes to town with Eric Adams, and, of course, infamously, as we know, uh, and, and and it was a, a valiant effort. He, the, he actually exceeded expectations, did Curtis Lewa. When he ran against Eric Adams for mayor, he should be the mayor right now. But this is what he said about Eric Adams. And you just pointed out, January has been a record month for New York City uh, crime. Murder is down a little bit, but every other crime statistic way the hell up. This is what Curtis Lee was said. Take a listen. If you notice, in the first month of the new mayor, crime is up 40 percent. We've had six cops shot, unfortunately, two who died. And we thought it was bad with de Blasio for eight years. Eric Adams stopped styling and profiling, crackdown on crime, arrest people with guns in the street, mandatory one year, get the undercover units out there because they know how to make arrests, and put the pressure on your prosecutors who want to hug those thugs and turn them loose. He's got to start acting mayoral. He's got to start cracking down on crime. There you have it. Curtis Lee was summing it up. He got it all right, right there in, in what, the 15, 20 seconds? Uh, acting mayoral. He is acting mayoral if you look at the mayor for the last eight years. He's uh, acting very mayoral, yeah. but, right? But the point is we wanted somebody who's going to be better than Bill. And, and, and as I've said for months and months and months, if I hear it one more time, I'm going to punch somebody across the face. At least he's better than Bill. What does that mean? He's got to be significantly better. Nothing, he's got to be worlds better. This city is falling apart. And at this point, he's no better at all, let alone no. significantly better. And the whole, uh, you know, the, the whole infatuation with uh, being on TV and, again, being uh, starstruck by uh, people like, you know, meet with people like Joe Biden, that is not what we want. We want a tough, tough uh, 
you know, let's lock their asses up and throw away the keys type of mayor. That's what we want. Right. He but- sits there with the governor, Kathy Hochul, who is public enemy number one at this point because she she has no interest in reforming the bail law. She has no interest in taking the criminals off the streets. None. I mean, zero. And he sits there with her at these funerals. He was with her yesterday. And it's a kumbaya moment. I mean, he's got to be – look, I mean, Giuliani and Pataki had to work together after 9-11. They had to to get this city going. But there was a lot of things about the two that they didn't like each other, you know. And, and, and she has – he has got to try to distance himself a little bit from Hochul, just a little, if she doesn't start to comply with some of the things we need to improve this city. Yeah, no, she is a, a total uh, albatross around the necks of New Yorkers who want to get this crime problem under control. She's a pandering coward. She's a disgrace is what she is, the fact that she will not call out the uh, state legislature. In fact, far from calling them out, siding with them on this no-cash bail law, just maintaining that uh, we want to keep it. I mean, that really is stunningly, jaw-droppingly uh, disappointing. I just can't even tell you how disappointing it is. Anyway, traffic and sports is coming up next. Right now it is time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Rita Cosby Show weeknights at 10 o'clock. Here, Rita talks with, yes, Eric Adams about his message to the NYPD. Is there something that you would say in terms of supporting police, giving them the tools, the stop and frisk, allowing some of the broken windows? Because you know that works, Comstat, too. We could police without being abusive, and the everyday police officers would tell you that we can do that. We're not going to go backwards. We're not going to police in the forms and ways we did in the past. I know that job well. I wore that uniform. I know how challenging it is. But I also know that the overwhelming number of officers want to do their job correctly and protect the people of this city. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. All right, slow day in sports. Really no action last night. The uh, Both basketball locals were off. The Nets are back at it tonight taking on the Utah Jazz. And Knickerbockers will take on the Lakers tomorrow. All three hockey clubs were also off last night. I know that Major League Baseball really wants to get this lockout over with. Try to start the season on time. I want that. Could be a big year for the Mets. Now they're saying they're going to include a mediator to sit in between the owner's and the players to try to end this lockout. We do not know when the next baseball meeting, though, is going to be. Brian Flores still making a bunch of noise. John Elway in Denver very upset with the Flores accusations. The New York Giants came out yesterday and just blasted Flores. They said these uh, allegations are disturbing and simply false in a team statement. Brian Flores not making any friends around the National Football League. Talking about the NFL, this weekend is the Pro Bowl But we are now just nine days away from Super Bowl 56, where right now the Los Angeles Rams are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the upstart Cincinnati Bengals. Sports brought to you by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Check them out today and every day at peerlessboilers.com, pavilliontankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. With sports, I'm not Eric Adams.
Richie Shania Queen version of Endless Love. Keep it going, not Lionel and Diana Ross. Lionel Richie and Shania Twain. Endless Love. Hiking, Suzanne, you, Lydia reports, beat Bernie. We talked a lot about Eric Adams. Of course, uh, yesterday, Joe Biden with Adams and Hochul here in New York City. And uh, I spoke a lot about the Olympics in the first segment. And uh, I'm back on it now. This kid, uh, Nathan Chen, they say may be our best figure skater. He uh, did not do well in the in his first Olympics four years ago. Back to your uh, craft the bed. But um, they, I guess he's our best chance at gold this year. Kid goes to Yale. I didn't know that. But he's, uh, is he Chinese? Yeah, Nathan his, Chen? His parents are Chinese, yeah. Well, how about that, Bernie? Our best figure skater in Beijing happens to be Chinese. Well, I like that. I mean, that's the way it should be. And he didn't defect as the uh, California skiing girl uh, Eileen Gu did to the Chinese team. He's an American. That's right. And that's the way it should be, right? I agree with you. This uh, Michaela Schifrin. She's an alpine skier. She's actually kind of hot. She's, uh, she's a big deal. We have two snowboarders who are very, very good, Chloe Kim. And, of course, I would say this guy is the most famous name in all the Olympics for the Americans, Sean White. Everybody loves Sean White. He's oh, a yeah. big-time snow. You know who he is, uh, Burn. Of course. The, uh, the, the redhead. What are they called? Yes. They have a nickname for him, as yes, a matter of fact. Yes, and it's because of his hair, right? It's not carrot right. top, but it's... Um, something like that. Something like that. That's right. He's our, he's our go-to guy. I believe this is like his the fourth flying or fifth tomato. Olympics. Yeah, what is it's it? Not, it's not firecrack. The flying tomato. The flying tomato. That's there right. Sean White. Then you got uh, John Schuster. And <laughs> this is a sport that Bernie really enjoys. John Schuster is our best shot at winning a medal in curling. John uh-huh. Schuster. Hillary Knight is a big-time women's hockey player, and Erin Jackson is a big-time speed skater. I guess uh, at this point, it may be a good time to play the little montage we put together earlier this morning. Winter Olympics, some of the uh, the finer moments in the last 40-plus years, dating back to 1980. So if you want some reason to get inspired for tonight's opening ceremonies in Beijing, China, take a listen to this. Chills. All right, moving powerfully for the finish line, and he snaps the time beam at 14:28:13, a new world and Olympic record for Eric Heiden. Ladies and gentlemen, all I can say as you listen to the crowd roar and look at this young man, he is one of the most remarkable athletes I've ever seen. I would like to begin by saying how sorry I am about what happened to Nancy Kerrigan. I am embarrassed and ashamed to think that anyone close to me could be involved. I was disappointed not to have the opportunity to compete against Nancy at National. The gold medalist in the men's event. The pound of the IOC on the left. Here he comes. And now the crowd knows. Oh, what a moment for him. What a moment. 
I will tell you, Jim, sitting here at the base of this arena with the crowd boiling up, it is simply glorious from this spot. There you have it, folks, from the Olympic hockey team that beat Russia and Finland to win the gold back in 1980. To Eric Hyden, those same Olympics back in 1980, going five for five, winning the gold every time to that controversy. Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding to the very end there. Brian Boitano back in 1988 in Calgary. Some of the highlights in the last 40 years from American Winter Olympics, and we get that going Later on, uh, later on tonight. So, and uh, I'm sure there'll be uh, some some real gross and um, not even subtle, obvious political references. It's an NBC event; they just can't help themselves. Oh, they're going to whitewash the whole uh, China atrocity thing. That it's a it's a complete and total propaganda broadcast for the Chinese, and they're making money off it as well. So, <laughs> it is nauseating. Here I am, you know, promoting the Olympics and playing highlights and trying to get excited, but I'm not I'm not uh, unaware, of course, of what you just talked about—the propaganda and how nauseating it's going to be. But what are you going to do? This is where it is. If if we don't go, if we don't go. That's fine. If we would have stayed home, I would have been okay. It is what it is. I get it. But if we're going to be there, we may as well compete. No. Absolutely, wholeheartedly, and beat the Chinese, uh, make sure we beat the Chinese in China, which is uh, something to watch and root for. You know, it, gives, funny, it gives you a reason it, to watch. It's funny you say that because, again, you know, going back to 1980, all we wanted to do was beat the Russians in everything, right, whether it was hockey. And not only that, it, it, that's why he said, do you believe in miracles? That team, as you know very well, Sid, that was an amateur team yep. versus a professional Russian hockey team. That's right. Uh, and those, that professional Russian hockey team, their best players, those guys were like set to Siberia after they lost. But you're right. These were all amateurs. Now, a lot of those guys went on to have very decorated NHL careers. A guy like Ken Morrow, for example, who won Stanley Cups with the Islanders and Davy Silk and Rob McClanahan. Mark Pavlich, who, of course, uh, died a young man just uh, last year with the Rangers. Neil Broughton went on to be a big star in Minnesota. Jim Craig, you're wrong. He did not... He actually uh, did play with the Atlanta Flames, but had a very, very had a lousy NHL career. Really? Yeah. And Michael Ruzioni, the captain of the team who scored the game-winning goal against Russia, he never played in the NHL. But there were a bunch of guys who did go on to have you know NHL careers. But to Bernie's point, they were kids. And uh, Herb Brooks, of course, was the coach. He went out to, to coach the Rangers, and he traded Ron Duguay. And our good friend Ron Duguay never forgave him for that, but... We and, always wanted to beat the Russians. Now it's the Chinese. And remember, though, the Russians were a major threat. I mean, we were we were at loggerheads with them with nuclear weapons. I yep. mean, it was like a re- the Cold War was was really it was actually it wasn't a hot war, but it was close. I mean, the uh, the threat of, of a, a mutual nuclear exchange hung in the air back there in 1980. So that's what added to the miracle. That was that uh, 1980 Olympics, uh, the victory over the Russians. I didn't even remember that. That's And then, of course, you had the Rocky movie, Rocky Four, after the Clubber Lang Apollo Creed, Rocky Three, when he went to Russia and fought Drago in uh, the USSR at the time and beat him there and then had that ridiculous speech afterwards, if I can do this, we all can do this, in an attempt to, um, you know, build a better relationship. But I guess, Bernie, and his work, you come in to play big here, I guess we started to see some daylight uh, with Reagan and Gorbachev. Is that right? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, this this was uh, an election year. Reagan got was elected in November of 1980. Uh, so uh, I don't know exactly what date the, uh, the those teams played, 
But at that point, we hadn't really seen any progress. No, that, that was before. I think Jimmy Carter was still the president when we yeah. won, even okay, though Reagan, Reagan was set to take over, I believe. It, it could very well be. Yeah, yeah that's, it, that would make sense. It would have been the winter of early 1980, which was the election year. So, yes, right. the, Jimmy Carter was still president. So, no, we hadn't seen any progress. The, it was the height of the Cold War. And the threat of nuclear war hung in the air. Was it real? Because I remember the whole Russian-American thing, but I don't remember. And again, I was I was a kid. I was thirteen at the time. But it was, the, the nuclear thing was a big deal back then. Huge, huge. Wow. And then all throughout the nineteen eighties, uh, you know, uh, getting rid of nukes and uh, all this. A lot of the uh, leftists, these crazy leftists back then, they wanted the United States to unilaterally get rid of our own nukes while allowing the Soviet Union to keep theirs. Wow. And the conservatives and Reagan saying, what are you, crazy? Right. And so Reagan kept the pressure. Uh, he kept the nukes, kept the pressure uh, economically and uh, militarily on the Russians, which eventually came uh, caused the Berlin Wall to come down. Right. Now, 40 years later, China has replaced Russia as a team we want to beat, our real nemesis. But I don't believe at least a nuclear issue is at play here. I don't know North Korea, that's an issue. Iran, that's an ongoing issue. But I don't believe at least that we're worried about a nuclear attack from China like we were from Russia 40 years ago. Or am I wrong here? No, it's not. Uh, it's not nearly as as uh, well, not hot. It wasn't hot, hot as actual combat, but it's not nearly as intense, but it's close. I mean, Russia has these what they call hypersonic missiles. They're testing them. They, they fly under the radar and they can carry nuclear warheads. So the threat is is there. It's it, they, I mean, they are a threat. They wow. are, forget forget Russia. They are a threat. And that's why a lot of people are like, we can't be doing this. Uh, we can't be uh, glamorizing them and, uh, you know, televising. Right. You know, it is a propaganda right. coup for them is what it is. Right. So we've got to kick their ass in their own homeland during the, uh, during, that's right. during the Lunar New Year. We've got to kick their ass. We've got to bust them a new one right there. Well, there you go, folks. Now you've got something to root for in a big, big way. Let's go out there and uh, win big. Uh, by the way, Bernie, that was great. Thank you. That was awesome. That's why you're the man. You are the absolute best. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Again, Dove Hyken will be here today. Suzanne Yu happens to be Chinese. Lunar New Year. She's a, uh, a model. She's a social influencer. She has directed, produced movies. You're going to love her. She's a sweet, sweet lady. Plus, Lydia reports and beat Bernie. Just getting started. Olympic Friday right here on Bernie and Sid. Lost and all alone. I always thought that I could make. My tears get in the way And I need you back to stay I wander through the night Lost without the love by the great group Red One of my favorite groups, Red Folks, go to wabcradio.com right now And register for your chance to win a WABC Barry House coffee mug Barry House Coffee, proud to be the official sponsor of Bernie and Sid in the morning right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Register now, and uh, good luck. 740 Dove Hiking, the latest on Whoopi Goldberg. 925 Suzanne Yu, celebrating the Lunar New Year. 825 Lydia Reports, and uh, 940 will be Beat Bernie. Spent a lot of time this hour talking about the president's visit to New York City yesterday. 
And um, really what a two-faced uh, liar Eric Adams is. And maybe lying is maybe a strong word, liar. But he, um, he just continues, continues to try to appease everybody and only wants to be as famous. And, and listen, him and I have a lot in common. I get it. But I'm a dopey radio host, okay? I'm not trying to save this city. Although I will tell you that give me the same position today as Eric Adams, and I got a much better shot at saving it because I would not be sitting hand-in-hand with Kathy Hochul I would not be okay with bail reform laws. I would not say the anti-crime unit will be back, but I'm going, to, I'm going to put him in police uniforms. I would not do all these things that Eric Adams is doing while trying to, uh, uh, you know, convince people that he cares about this city. So I may be a dopey radio host, but I got to tell you, and I really believe this is true. I think in that position, I'd be better than Eric Adams. And I, I would add, tamp down the nauseating sycophancy towards the uh, imbecile in chief. Right, that, that would never happen with you or I. That would never happen. I can well, promise it, you that. It, it, it wouldn't happen with me. It might with you. Well, that's but, true. You're right. <laughs> but but, uh, but either way, this is not the time for that. This is this is not the time to, you know, to to, to uh, show that you're really as as Greg Kelly called him yesterday. You're just a child. You're just acting like a child, and that's the way he acted with uh, Biden yesterday. Reporting for duty, sir, or whatever the stupid thing oh, he says. You're, then, Mar- you're, you're Biden for Brooklyn. You're Biden for yeah. Brooklyn. And I'm rolling with Biden in the presidential limousine. So what? Ugh, nauseating. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. That was a great first hour. And the good news is three more to come. Lost without you. Bye, Brett. Back here in the Bernie and Sid Show. Only Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Make the Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 Only FM. And also, you can check us out on your smart TVs, on your uh, computers, folks, at WABCRadio.tv. Uh, thank you, Justin, for playing my... Uh, my actual wedding song with my beautiful wife, Carol, who we talked about earlier. Is that right? This was my wedding song, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. She is the, beautiful. I love you two guys. She's the, adorable. The platters. Why, thank you, Sid Rosenberg, on this, uh, as Sid calls it, a getaway Friday. But, it, wow, what one hell of a uh, depressing weather-wise Friday. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad, Good right? Lord. I mean, they're talking about ice. It's going to be perilous, hazardous out I there. I know. And, and my whole family just went to Florida. My mother... The great uh, Naomi, who's a uh, Bernie and Sid hero for the fans, and my sister Ray Sherry, and Alana, and my sister Lizzie lives in Parkland. So all four of them, all four women, are down in Florida, and uh, we're here. But uh, like you always say, Bern, uh, to experience great pleasure, you must first experience pain, which uh, clearly indicates that for some time there, you were into S and M or something. I don't know. <laughs> You've got that whips and chains at home and like handcuffs, that. and let's get that Rihanna song going. <laughs> Ah, whips and chains, baby. Whips and chains excite me. I'm, I'm terrified to, to drive you all should the way be. up there today. You should I mean, be. I don't yeah. know what you got to be expect. very careful. Yeah. It's going to be really bad. Very Black icy ice. up there. Oh, by the way, Bern, the, the place, uh, Holiday Mountain, Susan Brown Otto, 
is a lady that works in local government up in Bethel, New York, where my mom happens to live. And she loves this show. She never misses a second. She tells me that Holiday Mountain is in Wurtsboro, New York, not far from Mountaindale. We used to bang that uh, chick pony back in the 1980s. Oh, Holiday Mountain. I thought you said yes. Hunt, Hunter Mountain. No, right. Holiday Mountain is in Wurtsboro. Oh. He's going, he, uh, Justin Ellick, is going to Hunter Mountain later on I tonight. See. I yes. see. Yeah, yeah Wurtsboro. I know that as well. Hey, listen, I want to play this. Uh, this is an attempted carjacking, and I want to make a point about this attempted carjacking down in Washington, D.C. Just listen to the way it sounded. It's frightening. Take a listen. Oh, my God. Now, it was a poor woman who had a kid in the car. She had a Mercedes. And so unless you actually see it and experience it, you really don't feel the pay. You hear these numbers. Carjackings are up across the country in all these Democrat-led cities, including New York, up over like 350%. But the point there was, uh, the, the point I'm making, Jeez. is you had these two idiots yesterday talking about, you know, guns. Got to get the guns off the streets. You Got to stop the influx. Of, that was uh, that carjacking was attempted with a knife. All right? That's we, right. Don't have, we don't have a gun problem. We have a criminal problem. That's what we have, and that was the point. By the way, well, that they, was... they killed somebody last week in this city with a knife. They stabbed somebody to death, did they not? Yeah, uh, pushing people on subway trains. Right. I just want to point out that was not uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, reacting to her <laughs> suspension right. from WABC. But to, not to belabor the point of this yesterday's waste of time with uh, Biden and uh, Eric Adams, Mayor Adams, uh, this guy, Andy McCarthy, he's a former federal prosecutor, and I hear him a lot on Cat's uh, Roundtable. He, he's, he's a frequent guest. Brilliant guy, as I mentioned, former prosecutor. I've, I've actually been on uh, TV shows with him on panels. Anyway, he summed it up best, the crime problem that we have. Listen to what he said. If not a single gun came into New York City, they already have plenty of an arsenal to fuel crime from now until the end of time. So the issue is not guns per se or guns coming across the state lines. It's allowing police to take proactive measures mm-hmm. to stop crimes from happening and to and to promote and project uh, the idea that the rule of law still applies. Andy McCarthy, uh, that was brilliant. That was a brilliant summation right there. Uh, yeah, the guns are here. They're here to stay. As uh, others have pointed out, Curtis Lewa, uh, we just have to stop people from brazenly walking out in the streets and using the That's guns. That's the problem, right? You're, not, you're that, not getting rid of guns, but you can certainly slow down the amount of psychos on the street that want sure. to kill people. This is ridiculous that we're still talking about guns, and it doesn't stop. Enforce the law, stop and frisk, uh, and an anti-crime unit that's not neutered. Et cetera, et cetera, of course. How about uh, taking people's guns from them and then bashing them over the face with their own gun, just bashing them until they bleed to death right there on the street? I mean, I don't care if we go back to the days of when there was no civilization. Just bash people till they die with their own damn guns. I want I'm sick you, of it. I want you to have a pipeline to uh, New York City Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell <laughs> and tell her that. I, 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 I would love that. You too. Uh, in fact, she's invited today to the diner right here between 3rd and Lex on 50th. I want you to take the perp, take their own gun from them, and have a cop smash them in the face until they bleed to death with their own guns, and that's how we'll combat crime. How about that? I like that. That's my kind of plan, Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> hey, listen, yesterday, and you mentioned AOC earlier, uh, yesterday we played a clip of this thing about uh, uh, putting on makeup saying, oh, it's the patriarch. you got to look good at work to make more money. Yeah, that's right. You don't want to look like a slob. And, uh, and I mentioned the fact that she actually benefits from being a good-looking woman. Uh, either way, this is what she said about Roseanne, uh, excuse me, not Roseanne Barr, about uh, Whoopi Goldberg's suspension. Listen to AOC. 
So, you know, last I read, Jonathan Greenblatt, who's the head of uh, the Anti-Defamation League, just, you know, which is a champion for in the fight against anti-Semitism across the country, he accepted her apology. Um, and I think we really kind of take the Jewish community's lead on, on this. And they seem to, you know, see that her apology was authentic and, um, and want to move on. Now, now, here's my point, uh, And people have to remember this. The ADL led by Jonathan Greenblatt, oh, it's not Abraham Foxman's ADL. That's this guy right. is a complete and total liberal woke-tard. He just came out with a definition of racism that said only white people can be racist. Look it up. Just came out this week. I, I had it. I, I never brought it up on the show. Well, you know, my, my, my son goes through that all the time at school, Gabriel, because, as you know, Bernard, most of the kids that he's in school, they're great kids. They're great kids. They're all his best friends. They're black. Um, but he has an issue with one or two kids, and one of these young girls, I'm not going to say her name, she's a baby, but she actually said to my son that black people cannot be racist. So you bring up the ADL. The ADL does not speak for Jewish people. It's kind of like Al no, Sharpton. Al today. Sharpton does not speak for black people. He just doesn't, okay? The ADL doesn't speak for me or Dove Hyken or Heshi Organbaum or any decent Jew. Like you said, they're a bunch of woke-tard uh, idiots, and, and I'm telling you that for the most part, Jewish people have not have not forgiven Whoopi Goldberg, and a firing is what they want to see, not a suspension. And I guarantee you, we'll get Dove Hyken's take on the uh, modern-day ADL. It's a joke is what it is. But uh, AOC uh, made those comments. Listen, Adam Carolla, uh, he's another podcaster, comedian. He was on with Hannity last night, and this was funny. He, uh, I mentioned again yesterday, I said it right about this time, that AOC benefits from being an attractive woman. There's no question about it. No doubt. She can portray herself as a victim. Yep. Uh, but the Adam Carolla was pretty blunt with it about that with Sean Hannity, about the exact same thing that I said. And Sean Hannity was a bit taken aback. Uh, uh, Justin Ellick uh, edited this uh, exchange. I think it's amusing. Take a listen. If AOC was fat and in her 60s, would anyone listen to another thing she ever said? Nope. I don't think TMZ would be chasing her around with a camera. I didn't think we're allowed to say the word fat anymore. Is that shaming, body shaming, et cetera, et cetera? What do you call that? Uh, well, he, he he made some sort of response, but well, listen. It was, uh, I hope Sean was kidding there, right? Obviously, he was being no, sarcastic. No, right? Honestly, Sean is uh, being very careful because oh, he, stop it, he's God. got people coming after him left and right. So what? He, wanted to, he, he really wanted to distance himself from what uh, Adam Carolla was saying. Really? Uh, that was my take. And, uh, you know, I love Sean. I, I communicate. Well, I love Sean, too, but every once in a while, Sean, Sean annoys me. I'm just being honest. I'm sorry. Well, here, here you go. Enos Cantor. He, Enos Cantor was pissed off. By his he, name is Enos Cantor Freedom. Freedom, excuse me. Yes, yeah. my bad. Uh, Enos Cantor Freedom. Uh, he tried to contact Yao Ming. We have the Olympics, the opening ceremonies tonight. We talked about it last hour. It was a great hour. Uh, but uh, he, Yao Ming did carry the torch, the Olympic torch, to its final destination in wherever the hell they're going to have the opening ceremonies tonight. Uh, so uh, Enos tried to get in touch with Yao Ming. Yao Ming wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, would not respond. But Enos went on uh, TV last night to bash Yao Ming. And again, I think this was amusing as well. Listen. His big body, small heart, and tiny brain. Uh, he invited me over <laughs> to China and wanted me to uh, visit. And I was like, okay. I, mean, I was actually considering and going. But he, unfortunately, uh, he is the puppet of uh, China. And actually, just a, like a little kid, he blocked me on Instagram. 
Like a little kid with a tiny brain. Well, yeah, listen, I'm going to say this. Uh, he is Chinese. He was, you know, for a long time. I know he played ball here in America, that Houston Rockets team with him and Tracy McGrady, coached by our friend Jeff Van Gundy. You know, they had uh, some success out in the Western Conference. But he's Chinese. That is his country. Uh, as an American, I'm proud to be an American, and I, I stand by my country. I don't know why you would crush Yao Ming, even if you hate the uh, what the Chinese government is doing. That's his country. I mean, I, I would be he'd be more of a traitor if he turned his back on them. That's my opinion. That's where yeah, he's from. That's uh, his country. But you would admire somebody, say, in Nazi Germany who stood up to uh, Adolf Hitler. That's true. Uh, so, That's true. But, uh, I, but, but, but has Yao Ming actually come out and said, I'm okay with what the government is doing? Or is he just... I, I, I don't think he's ever made any political Right. That's statement. what I'm saying. So you're right. If somebody comes out and crushes Hitler, that's great. But as a guy that's just proud to be Chinese and lives in that country, Cantor, freedom, has to come out and be a little more specific about what he's angry with Yao Ming at. Because if he has done that, then I get it 100%. But if he hasn't, he's just a proud Chinese citizen, then good for Yao Ming, No. Uh, well, again, you can look at it a, 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 a multitude of ways. I, I refer back to a dissident in uh, Nazi Germany. We would we would say that guy's a hero. Okay. And uh, people who are you know going along with what Adolf Hitler's doing are a bunch of uh, uh, afraid, a bunch of scared sheep. True. Essentially. True. Hey, hey, listen, another one on the Olympics. The IOC president. He held a press conference. Never forget this. Remember, a couple of months ago, you had the Chinese tennis player, the female. She yes. came out and said she was sexually harassed. And she, she went missing for like she went, a month. She disappeared for like six weeks. Yeah. And she finally resurfaced and said, you know what? That never happened to me. Uh, so anyway, the IOC press was asked about this yesterday during a press conference, and it was a little, uh, little awkward. Take a listen. We will have uh, the meeting. I'm uh, 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 very happy and, and also grateful to Peng Shui. What do you plan to do about the sexual assault allegation and do you plan to ask or seek an investigation? It must be her decision. It's her life. It's uh, her allegations. Yeah, what's she going to do? I mean, uh, you know, she's got her whole family over there. They'll dis- disappear if she opens her mouth. But the interesting thing is uh, when she does uh, play tennis or whatever, Will NBC bring this topic up? Will, oh, will, no chance. You don't no, think so, no, right? no, no, they, they, no, no. Oh, wait a second. I, I'm going to correct myself. They have to. They have to. Uh, they're not going to take, I don't believe they will take a, a stand, but they, they have to bring up the story because that's, that's become international uh, fame. So, hey, yeah. listen, uh, before, uh, as, as time runs out here, uh, yeah, I think they have to as well. If they don't, they're really a disgrace. They're already a disgrace. NBC, come on, fake news. We know that. Uh, look, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He got into it, uh, speaking of networks, on CBS. Yeah. He was doing a, uh, a a podcast interview with a CBS host. And uh, Shaquille O'Neal had to school this idiot on what a vax mandate is. You have this clip, uh, Justin? Do you know it, Fern? All right, let's do it. Go ahead. Look, I encourage everybody to, to be safe and take care of your family. I do. But there's still some people that don't want to take it. And you shouldn't have to be forced to take something that you don't want. So. I don't think people are being forced to take. Well, there are some. There are. I mean, listen, we have a mandate at CBS. That's forced. We have a mandate at CBS. But my, <laughs> but my point. That's forced. Yep. Where I wholeheartedly. That's forced. No, it's not forced. It is forced because if the man don't take it, the man will get fired. Bingo. And He's right. She- she eventually relented. Who, who's uh, the girl, though? Who was that? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know. She, Who said, was she actually Justin? said, well, maybe you're right. Then she said, no, you're not right. Like, she didn't know what to say. He schooled no, her. Man, he was that totally, totally schooled her. Oh, man. He, uh, yeah. Shock. Look at Shock. 
He he was great. It is forced. It, it's forced. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's patently obvious that it's forced. That's what a mandate. Look up the word mandate in right. the dictionary, you, right. you dummy. Uh, that, that's the kind of fake news oh, that we have. Oh, that's my friend. Oh no. What's her name? You know who she is, Bernie. Go ahead, tell me. Michelle Turner, Entertainment Tonight. My friend, oh, our that, friend. Oh. We've had her on many, many times. Yes. Eish. Yeah. Michelle. Uh, well, listen. That's what happens when you. Uh, you, you try to be milk toast. You, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, sometimes you got to take us. You got to understand the issues, a, and you can't whitewash them. You no. just can't. No. Uh, and she tried to. I don't think you could Shaq say. Was, I don't think, could you say whitewash? Uh, dating back to Sean Hannity's comment last night. I think you can. Okay, I think you can. But right. uh, <laughs> uh, but I get your point. I get your point. It's it's it's, it's close to the third rail. <laughs> so. You may be right, but uh, oh, you just God. cannot do that. You can't. Well, you got to uh, take a, a stand. A, a mandate is a mandate. It's yep. forced. You got to c- call it as it is, and uh, which is why I love Shaquille O'Neal. No, he's cool. Uh, the Winter Olympic opening ceremonies are actually underway. So tonight, when you watch those at eight o'clock on NBC, nine o'clock, whatever it is, those are taped. Because really, right now in China, it is live. The opening of the Winter Olympics. We'll all watch it later tonight, but they are actually underway. In Beijing, China, where Yao Ming may or may not be. We don't know. We have to find out from Cantor Freedom. 1-800-848-WABC. That was a great segment. A lot more to do. Dove Hyken's going to stop by at 740. I guarantee he's furious over Whoopi Goldberg. And uh, Suzanne Yu, live in studio at 925. Bernie and Sid on a Friday. Keep it right here. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Friday, I'm a bit agitated that, as usual, the accurate story is not being told about CNN and its ex-boss, Jeff Zucker. Like a losing football coach, Zucker saw his team descend into last place and had no answers. His personal life really doesn't matter. CNN could have suspended him. And then he and Whoopi Goldberg could have had dinner in a swell Manhattan restaurant. But the new owners of CNN, who take control in a few months, wanted no part of Jeff Zucker, and why would they? He knows little about news coverage and doesn't care. He's an entertainment guy. He likes money and power. Fairly presented information? Not so much. So Chris Cuomo must be feeling pretty good. Zucker fired him for helping his brother out after Governor Andrew Cuomo got into trouble. Of course, Zucker knew exactly what his 9 p.m. host Cuomo was doing, just like everybody at CNN knew about Zucker's personal resume. I hope CNN will reorganize and begin covering the news in an honest way, but I doubt it. The people replacing Zucker are all devoted liberals as he is. You have to be in order to get into the media clubhouse for cocktails. So we can expect some tweaks and nods in the future at CNN, but they can't fire everybody, and all of their hosts are liberal. Not that I care, but Jeff Zucker will not be unemployed for long. Some liberal agency will hire him. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Beth, I hear you calling, 
But I can't come home. Oh, play this loud, baby. Peter Chris, kiss Beth. Me and the boys have been playing. And we just can't find the sound. Just a few more hours. And I'll be right home to you. I think I hear them calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? Paul Stanley. Beth, what can Dave Simmons. I do? Peter Chris. And who am I missing? Ace Wheelie. You feel Kiss. So Here at uh, 728 on but your Friday morning. I guess you were making a duty or something, Bernie. I don't know, but I was trying to get to you during the break. Eric Adams is on as we speak with Al Sharpton <laughs> and Willie really Geist. Oh, on uh, MSNBC yeah, right now? He's so naughty. It just doesn't end with this. It doesn't end. MSNBC. And he's going to no. save this city? Really? He, uh, well, yeah, there's just the fact that he's all over the place. Get get, get to 1PP. Get to, get to work. Get to City Hall. What are you doing? <laughs> what mean, the hell seriously? are you doing? I mean, how can yeah. you do your job if you're on TV 24-7? That's all he does is do television shows. And, of course, we know 99.99% of the media is uh, woke. I haven't seen him on Sean Hannity lately or uh, Greg Kelly on Newsmax. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen that, but I see right. him on MSNBC and CNN all no, the time. Absolutely right, man. You can't be uh, hanging out at uh, Al Sharpton's club up no. in Harlem smoking cigars you know what I'm saying? and being serious about uh, being tough on crime. You cannot. The, the two are incompatible. So my uh, book cover is out. I just got it yesterday from the guys at Post Hill Press. Anthony Zaccardi, who's a great guy. He's a friend of uh, John Amargo, too. And I uh, can't post it yet. But um, the bottom of the – underneath the actual graphic for the title of the book, which is Citizens United, they uh, Johnny Russo, the author, came up with a very good alliteration, and it reads, Salacious Spiels, Stories, Suggestions, and Solutions to Withstand a Woke World, Citizens United, which starts, right. of course, with a brilliant forward written by none other than Bernard McGurk. Wow. Hey, listen, uh, I like what you just uh, what, what he wrote there. That, that was, was good, uh, right? That was fantastic. Terrific. Well, yeah, the, book, uh, the book is all about uh, taking shots at the woke culture. I mean, I, I blow up BLM. I blow up uh, Biden, this administration. I blow up everything from reality television, Ebony Williams, Real Housewives of New York, sports. Sports takes a massive beating in this book. I admit I love it. There's a whole chapter on Tom Brady and his greatness. But uh, a lot of the book is talking about LeBron James and Black Lives Matter and all that nonsense. So it's one big uh, can of whoop ass. It it is a can of whoop. There's there's parts of the book, too, which are lovely. A lot about me and my father. In fact, the introduction of the book is the story I've told many times when he made me run the same football play at Kings Bay football three times. I got my ass kicked the first two times, and the third time I scored a 65-yard touchdown. And he was actually crying, my dad, on the sideline. He was my coach at the time. And there's a lot of good stories about my dad, me, and Gabriel, three generations of Rosenberg boys. So a lot of family in the book, too, obviously. A lot of you, a lot of our cast here, Bernie and John and Margot and Chad and the whole thing. But, yes, I would say at least half the book is dedicated to kicking the crap out of the woke culture. And even my son, Gabriel. Who they have tried and tried and tried uh, at his school, a very liberal school and very expensive on the Upper West Side. Even my son has come around now. He's not ready to admit yet that he's moving to the other side. But almost every day we have conversations where he talks about his disappointment with some of the things you're teaching them in school, some of the way his friends react to certain situations, how the liberal media speaks. In fact, he said to me yesterday, he said, Dad, Holocaust, 9-11, we just don't talk about it. 
We you just know, don't talk about and, it. And by the way, that's a credit to you as a father for instilling some of these thoughts in his head. And also part of the uh, – I would I would posit part of this, uh, this awakening, this tide that's turning that I've been alluding to – uh, it's reaching down to even kids in in uh, you know grammar school for God's sakes. Yep. Witness uh, Gaby Rosenberg, beautiful, smart young kid. Thank you. Uh, and but again, uh, your influence as well. Don't uh, discount or diminish wh- how important that is. Uh, you keep talking to them, and uh, you know it reaps. Uh, you, you know you get some dividends out of it. You, maybe you lost Ava, but you're going to keep Gabe. <laughs> Boy, you just nailed it. Uh, you just nailed it. Ava, a little tougher. She has really been indoctrinated. But uh, Gaby's coming around. Talking about Eric Adams on MSNBC. One quick call before Clip of the Day in sports. David is out in Los Angeles, Bernard. He's online, too. David, good morning. How are you, pal? Oh, I'm doing all right listening to you guys. But I heard uh, Rita Cosby's interview with Eric Adams. Was that last night? Remember- Eric, Eric Adams was on with Rita Cosby last night. Reminded me of Barry Gibb with his jive talking. Here's the problem. He says, uh, well, G- uh, Rita says, are you going to bring back stop and frisk? He says, uh, no, we're not going to go backwards, only forward. You mean backwards to an effective method that works? Bingo. And then he says, we're not going to weaponize the police. You know, it's a tool, stop and frisk, but we don't want to weaponize. Okay, so I guess forget the whole thing. Then you got Joe Biden, his big plan, come together. He thought he was at a Beatles audition. All he's going to do is let it be, fly right back to Washington and take a nap. He's not in charge. No, and he was talking about sending social workers. Imagine if uh, the domestic dispute in Harlem, if those two dead cops went and, uh, you know, eventually got murdered over. Imagine if they sent a couple of social workers to a domestic dispute, which is what you would do if you would listen to Joe Biden. Uh, It's a complete and total joke yesterday, a waste of time. And, yeah, Eric Adams uh, continually exposing himself as the fraud that Sid called him uh, yep. a week weeks ago. I was uh, on it even before Greg. And I know Greg goes back to a very personal situation with his father, Ray. But I've been on this for quite some time. He did not fool me, not from day one. Kelly uh, De Girolamo from the Ice House Cafe in the Bronx, who's a huge Bernie and Sid fan, says, uh, Happy birthday today to my favorite player, Lawrence Taylor, the great number 56, Happy birthday, LT, who's also a friend of me and Bernie, and also her favorite husband, Joe. She's got a favorite husband, so she must have more than one, I guess. Well, she's a Mormon, <laughs> uh, clearly. <laughs> clearly, uh, yeah. Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And also, you can watch us on your smart TVs, on your computers at WABCradio.tv. It's an interesting watch, folks. I guarantee it. Hey, right now, speaking of interesting, this man was a New York State Assemblyman for a lot of years. And he's a brilliant guy, a, a courageous politician, and a proud, proud Jewish man. His name is Dove Hyken. He's a good friend of Bernie and Sid. Let's bring him in. Good morning, Dove. Good morning. Good to be with you. Always a pleasure, right, Dove Hyken. So uh, let's get right to. Uh, we have a lot, of, a couple of issues to talk about, but of course, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, she apologized, and uh, ABC said, "No, no, no. We're still going to suspend you for two weeks. Not cancel her, not fire her, but pay her to take a two-week vacation." What does Dove Hyken think? 
Well, first of all, I am, uh, you know, it is beyond belief that someone like her, this is a woman who I think is intelligent, who's been on television, involved in thousands of discussions, uh, and she's there to give her point of view, uh, hopefully based on knowledge. Has she ever, ever read a book on the Holocaust? One. There are thousands. Has she ever read one single book? Because if she would have, she would have known automatically that it was all about race, that everything starting from Mein Kampf, the book, you know, the bestseller of Adolf Hitler that he wrote in the 1920s, everything that went on, the Wannsee Conference in January of 1942, where 50 Nazis sat down. And you know what the plan was? They sat at the table and they said, how are we going to eradicate, annihilate the Jewish race? of ele- I mean, their goal was not six, 11 million people. I- I'm flabbergasted. It's beyond comprehension. She shouldn't be on television. She shouldn't be on a talk show because it- it's so beyond comprehension that she didn't understand and that she didn't get it that it was all, all the Nazis talked about was the Jewish race, the Jewish people. So I'm like, wow, how can this possibly be? And is this a reflection, by the way, of, of a lot of people who talk, 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 but don't know what the hell they're talking about? Of course it is. She's a moron. So is Joy Behar. So is a ton of people in the liberal media that speak for a living every day. But the people they're talking to are even dumber than them, so they don't, they don't understand how stupid they really ought to begin with. But uh, to take it to the next level, Dove Hyken, now this AOC, talking about morons, she comes out and says, well, the Jewish people have forgiven Whoopi Goldberg. Now, she didn't talk to me. She didn't talk to you. I didn't see AOC standing outside the New York Times building with you and I, Dove, or the library with you and I. We were taking on all these anti-Semites, so she's speaking up ahead with the Jewish people, and she actually quotes the ADL, which we know is a complete joke. What about AOC's comments? Well, look, uh, when I saw what AOC said, she's someone who supports BDS. She is someone who undermines the very existence of the state of Israel. We know her point of view. I mean, when I saw her words, I said, okay, now it's kosher. AOC said it was kosher. That's good. I mean, how ridiculous is that? And the Anti-Defamation League, boy, I got to tell you, I remember the old ADL, which was an, an important, wonderful organization. I have Greenblatt. I mean, he's still working for the Obama administration. He's still working for the Democratic Party. I mean, he made her kosher. She's okay, no problem. You know, after she made the remarks uh, on her show, she went on Colbert that night, you know, hours later. And she again stepped into the mud. Again, she repeated some of this outrageous, outrageous comments. Uh, You know, look... This is something much deeper, you know, this whole critical race theory, this whole thing. Only black people can be victims. You know that. Only black people. Well, that, Jews, that's the, white, that's, white that's people can never be said. victims. That is exactly what uh, Jonathan Greenblatt and the ADL came out and said this week. The ADL is not uh, Abraham Foxman's uh, old ADL. This is a, is a complete, total woke organization. And so what they say has no credibility whatsoever, especially if they're being quoted by uh, AOC, a dope hiking on the Bernie and Sitcha. But, dope. you know, one of the uh, uh, most offensive things about what uh, Whoopi Goldberg said 
was that, uh, and this uh, this should outrage everybody, Jewish Americans and uh, all, all white Americans, because what she said was it was just white-on-white white violence. And as a black woman, I really don't care. You know, let them kill each other, essentially, is what she was saying. Uh, again, uh, you know, you're talking to someone, as you know, my mother w- was in Auschwitz, for God's sake. My grandmother, my grandparents were murdered in the gas chamber the day they arrived in Auschwitz in 1944. Oh so this is, this is very real to me. And it is sickening, sickening how fast people are ready to say, oh, well, whoopee, she didn't mean it. Let's forgive her. Let's move on. No. You know what? Let's have the conversation. Let's have it all out. Let's discuss it, and let's be freaking honest about it. What's going on in this country? I mean, oh, my God, man's inhumanity to man. Okay, white people against white people. Okay, you know, white people are fighting with white people. I mean, God almighty. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, again, I repeat, it's not a question of firing her. The stupidity, the lack of knowledge, the lack of basic information. This is not, you know, what, what Hitler did and what the Nazis did to the Jewish people, the thousands of books that have been written, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is missing in action. She has no freaking clue. She hasn't read anything. Uh, She doesn't understand. And she's the one lecturing, not just on the Holocaust. You know, she lectures on everything. And she knows nothing. Pure, unadulterated ignorance on the part of Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, by the way. Her best friends are Jews. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I she is. That. Her name yeah, is Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, the Holocaust was less than 100 years ago. Uh, slavery was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Now, I understand that the African-American people have been through a lot since then and really have not been treated well for the, for the better part, even up, up until 40, 50 years ago. I get it. But the Holocaust is less than 100 years old. You should know what happened in World War II. Dove Hyken here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. You know, Bernie and I talk about this often. I don't think anybody does anti-Semitism. There's a lot that goes on in Brooklyn, in New York City, that is not even reported. You know, we talk about the the, the rise in anti-Semitism. The percentage is actually scary. But, Dove, you know this. There's a lot that's not even reported. I don't think folks understand just how serious the attack on the Jews has been over the last couple of years. It's actually out of control. It's worse than the numbers indicate, and the numbers are out of control. The numbers are unprecedented. I mean, the, you know, it, it's a fact. It's not Dove Hyken saying this. It's the FBI. It's the uh, police departments of this country. The numbers are higher than ever before since they began recording incidents of anti-Semitism. And you are 100% correct. There is polling that clearly shows that 60 to 70 percent of Jews who are victims of incidents of anti-Semitism, guess what? They never report it. But why not? Why not? What are we doing? Well, why not? Look, it's something I beg people to do. It's bad, but we need to know even how much worse it is. It is so important. I'll tell you, what, you know, one of the incredible things, the victims are afraid the victims are afraid. They're afraid if they go public, if they pursue the case, if they go to court, they will be victimized again. I talk to victims all the time. I sometimes have to beg people, 
beg and plead with them. They will come to our organization, Americans Against Anti-Semitism, and they will tell us what happened to them. And then I say, let's go to the police. You must report it. And guess what? The victims are victimized again. They are afraid. And the criminal justice system, even if you go after somebody, what, it, what happens to the people who commit the acts of anti-Semitism? Well, we, uh... in our organization, will be coming out with a report in a few weeks that will reveal exactly what's going on in the criminal justice system. Are anti-Semites arrested for beating up on Jews, punching Jews in the face for no reason, just because they're Jews? Yeah, and that's we are going to show that there are no consequences to being an anti-Semite and assaulting Jews in New York, that's as an what, example. That's exactly what I was going to say. They get no satisfaction from uh, going to the police. Either the perps are never caught, or B, if they are caught, they, uh, no consequences uh, in this day and age. Uh, dope hiking on the Bernie and Sitcho. Dope, in a nutshell, you got into it with somebody down, an incident in Florida where uh, some some fake anti-Semitism or something was uh, occurring, this uh, this Christina Pushaw that you got into it with. Tell us about that. Well, are you talking about the representative of the uh, Santos? Oh, uh, yeah, down in Florida. Yes, yes. the Santos. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what happened there? Look, uh, a bunch of uh, neo-Nazis were marching. Uh, the governor's, uh, Governor DeSantis, and I am a huge fan of Governor DeSantis. I think he is, honestly... I'd like to see him as our next president, but be that as it may, his spokesperson made a boo-boo and uh, questioned whether they were neo-Nazis. She made a boo-boo. But let me tell you what's incredible. She recognized the mistake and immediately, immediately apologized. And I actually had a conversation with her right afterwards. So I think that, to me, that was like a great moment because in this country... People don't usually apologize, or you don't believe the apology when it does come. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, I mean, was that apology that she didn't realize what she was saying? Or is that apology because everyone is going after her? And she needs to apologize. Uh, I'm just not sure. No, it's the latter. She wanted to stay on the air. And she's uh, doubly furious because she made the apology, which was not very sincere. And she still got suspended. About 60 seconds to go. Bernard mentioned the fact, though, that you spent a long time, actually the better part of four decades, as a great assemblyman in Brooklyn there by the uh, Borough Park area and all those surrounding areas. You dealt with the mayor and other folks, mayors, for many, many years. I personally think Eric Adams is a phony. I think he's full of it. I think he tries to appease both sides, and I don't believe he'll be a heck of a lot better than Bill de Blasio. But what do I know? What does Dove Heiken think? Well, I, look, I would like to just give him a little more time. I, I, How, know, much I'm just time? Not sure. How much I mean, time? Listen, listen, we're going to find out very soon. I mean, just give it a couple of weeks, a couple of months, uh, and we'll find out exactly what the story is. But if, if, if the mayor does not deal with what's going on in New York, this city is gone. I'm telling you, if this mayor does not deal with what's going on with the crime on the subways, with the crime in the streets, out of control situation, uh, there is no future for New York. Well, so far, Delphi, can, uh, instead of dealing with the crime, which is off the charts this, just this January, his first month, he's appearing on every TV show that you, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. He's just he just he, he's in it for the glamour and the glory. And he was like a big Biden fanboy yesterday, giddy, a giddy little, uh, 
you know, uh, just like I say, a, a fanboy. Hey, I'm rolling with Biden in the presidential limousine. Oh, yeah. I mean, shut up. We got big problems here. So, uh, anyway, we don't have high hopes from Dove Hacking. I got to tell you one last thing. I hope he, he repeats very often that he wants to emulate uh, his hero, David Dinkins. Right. I hope he doesn't mean it. No, he does mean it. He's called Woody Giuliani a racist, and he said the complete opposite about David Dinkins. So I'm not sure why all you guys out there, including you, you're a very smart man, want to give this guy more tang, uh, time. All he's going to do is hang himself more. More rope, more time, well, more hanging. Listen, I, uh, you may be 100% right. I am. I'm just... I'm just holding up my, you know, the ammunition just a little longer, okay. and let's see what happens. All right. We love you. You're great. Thank you for being the voice, the sane voice for the Jewish people, and uh, thank you for always doing thank a great you. job. And, with and, us. and Shabbat Shalom. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone out there. Yes, and a good job is to you. The great Dove Hyken here in the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. That was a great two hours. Still lots more to do, including Lydia Reports, Beat Bernie, and Suzanne Yu live in studio. More of Bernie and Sid Right after this. I've never seen you looking so lovely as you did tonight. I've never seen you shine so bright. Mm-hmm. Never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance. Looking for a little romance. Give out half a chance. Well, I hate to do it. <laughs> I got to interrupt the song. I love it. Love I love this song, too. Chris Absolutely Kapoor. terrific. So uh, another two hours of the Bernie and Sid show coming up. Uh, the imbecile in chief came to town yesterday. We'll have a little more on that. He screwed up traffic and accomplished absolutely nothing. Uh, more more uh, news, I would say, on this uh, whole Brian Flores and the New York Giants uh, situation has come out. I can't stand him, by the way. Can't We're going to cover that. Yeah, the Giants uh, forcefully denied uh, what he's alleging. Yesterday, uh, so we'll get into that as well. Again, Michelle Wu coming up at nine twenty-five uh, on the Bernie and Sid show. Keep it right here, folks. This beauty by my side. Sometimes when this place gets kind of empty Sound of the breath fades with the light I think about the loveless fascination Under the Milky Way tonight Oh, I just got this really cool care package, me and Bernie, from a guy named Jason DeSantis. And he's the founder of this toxic masculinity clothing brand. You guys see these really cool shirts and sweatshirts. Says, uh, Sid and Bernie, I'm a huge fan since the Imus days. I used to love the Sid and Jody Mack show. I miss you on Fox, Bernie. Keep fighting the good fight and speaking the truth. Enough is enough. Let's make America masculine again. And uh, this is through my friend Carolyn Russo. I, I keep screwing up her last name. I'm sorry. Uh, New Jersey girl. But uh, he uh, he sent all this really cool uh, like sweatshirts and T-shirts, lover or lever, with nice. a picture of the American flag, which you'll love, Bernard. So Jason DeSantis over at the Toxic Masculinity, some really cool men's clothing for me and Bernard. We thank you. We thank you very much. 
Now, you know, me, uh, you know, just uh, on that note, uh, I had this earlier this week, and I didn't mention it. Sean Penn yeah. actually came out and did an interview with, I believe, the Independent, uh, a U.K. newspaper. Yeah. And he said this, I am in the club that believes that men in American culture have become wildly feminized. I don't think that being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or ever did. But I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. And he's, he's right, right about that. He yeah. is right. I the like fem- that. The feminization of America. We need toxic males. Who the hell do you think ran into those buildings on 9-11? Toxic masculinity, uh, uh, men possessed with toxic masculinity. Those are the people who uh, liberated the concentration camps in World War II. That's what we need in this country. We need that in, the, in society, period. So I like this guy's organization, and I thank him for his kind words and his gifts. Yeah, I'll give you these uh, gifts when you come in. They're really nice, Jason DeSantis. And Sean Penn is right, although I say he's right. At about uh, four hours, I'm going for Botox. So. <laughs> That's funny. How's that for toxic masculinity? Uh, well, you, you are a walking uh, paradox is what I am. you are. And i tell you something else. I have to make this admission. Because tonight, of course, we're going to view the opening ceremony for the Olympics. It's actually going on right now live in China, but uh, we'll play it on tape on NBC later on tonight. And I really enjoy the figure skating. We've been over this a million times. So um, I even played some highlights of Brian Boitano earlier in the show. That is one of the things I've never been able to do, and it bothers me. Like, I'm spastic pretty much. I know I'm a good basketball player. I'm great in bed. I can lift weights, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what? Uh, But I can never ice skate. And, and I've been on dates with Danielle, even before Danielle, and I've been dying like back way back when to go to Rockefeller Center on any given winter night, like in the um, like in the movies, and hop on that ice skating rink like uh, Justin can do, Joe Takapina can do, you can do, Bernie, and uh, ice skate, and I can't do it. I try to ice skate once, way back when, even roller skating. I used to go to a place in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. It was called Roller Palace. On Sheepshead Bay Road, it was a very popular place when roller skating was a big deal. Everybody went roller skating. I couldn't do it. Um, and with ice skating, I tried it once, and I couldn't even lace up the skates to even get on the ice. That's how bad it was for me. That's so I, I know. I, Sorry I, to hear I, that. I wish I could ice skate. I, I, you can do it, right? Bro, you, you can do it. I could do it. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Actually, it's it's a lot of fun gliding around the ice. I'm I'm not you know I'm not a, a, pro, a pro, hardly a pro. But, I mean, I, I can do it. You can and do it. I quit myself well and not look foolish. And I learned it all as an adult. But I will say this. You can't even ride a bicycle. No, I can't. I mean, that is um, unbelievable. By the way, it's not that I can't ride a bicycle. I've never ridden one in my whole life, ever. How could, how could that be? When I, mean, I was a little, little boy, my parents, I had a bicycle with, like, training wheels. And I think I stopped at, like, three years old. I've never, ever, ever ridden a bike. Never. But, but why? What is it? Because what, what? it's car service. Uh, I live in Brooklyn. Why would I ride a bicycle? I mean, listen, the, 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 one of the best memories I have yeah. as, as a dad was the day my kids, when I, I taught them, the day they actually uh, w- were able to ride bikes by themselves. I, I remember yeah. it clearly to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's something all parents do with their kids. Yeah, Gabe doesn't ride a bike either. Come on. Swear to God, never. All right. And, and let me just say this. To each his own. No, no, because Danielle would, over the years, make fun of me and be like, same thing like you're doing right now. Shame me, humiliate me. I am me. not shaming you. Same I am thing. just, you, so. you brought up the ice skating, <laughs> and I, I, I took it one step further because this is even worse than ice skating. It is worse. And, and I'm like, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care about riding a bike, but it really bothers me that I can't ice skate. I, I, in fact, let me tell you something about bikes. 
I hate people who ride bikes. I hate them. They look stupid with their little glasses and their skin-tight, stupid-looking yeah, 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 no, shorts. I agree with you. And, no, then, no. And, and then you got traffic but, everywhere. And I can't me, walk me. through the park without one of these a-holes trying to run me over. Not only do I not do I care about riding a bike, I hate people who ride bikes. Yeah, yeah. The whole the, the skinny tires and the speed oh, bikes and, and, and the tight shorts and all jerk that stuff. Offs. And the little hats, <laughs> the, the little uh, Fred LeBeau hats or right. whatever the hell they wear. Right. No, no. That, but that's not what I'm talking about. I, I ride a bike. I never wear a helmet. It's a casual bike. It's just fun. I you, mean, you don't you, you don't wear those skin tight shorts. No with way. Them. No, I, I ride a bike on the boardwalk for fun. I ride a bike yeah. so that I, I don't have to drive a car when I'm drunk in the summertime, going from you know my home <laughs> to somebody else's home or a bar. Right. I swear to God, it's true. It's right, all about using a bike for recreational use, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Recreationally, it's, it's like, not like that. it should be. Right, it's but not that, these... that doesn't happen in the city because even these idiots who uh, try to do it recreationally or they get these like city bikes, they go. I, I'm in Riverside Park trying to take a walk. I got my headphones on. I'm not really paying attention. That's my fault. But I almost get killed every single time. I, look, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. My wife and I uh, on the Upper East Side going to uh, the hospital to get treated. Uh, the same thing. The bike lane. She's like, get get off that bike lane. And people are flying up these bike lanes, and you're going to get killed. You remember a couple of years ago, there was that beautiful lady. She was, like, like making seven figures working for CBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She died. She died. I know. She's only one example. This happens all the time. Yep. So the bike thing, you're right. I, I never rode a bike. Uh, don't care. But the, uh, for some reason, the ice skating thing, that, that's one of the things that, that really, really bothers me. And it bothers me even more. Uh, as much as I love you, knowing that you, you're able to ice skate. You're, you're out there doing the whole thing, and I can't do it. That bothers me. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Hey, listen, uh, just to, to tie Eric Adams uh, back into this conversation. Yeah. Uh, during the snowstorm, he uh, he he unveiled these new these new snowplows for bike lanes. Yes. For bike lanes. Yes. I mean, and 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 then they showed some film of people, some tape of people trying to ride a bike after the the plow uh, moved the snow. And they're sliding all over the place. It's so dangerous. It's the dumbest, stupidest thing. They put the snow in, in the place where cars would go. I mean, another reason to say this guy's not a serious mayor. Well, I mean, that is another reason. But the biggest reason uh, comes to the biggest story of today, which was yesterday. That was a lot of fun, those last 10 minutes, talking about ice skating and riding bikes and, and all that type of thing. But the biggest story of the day is about Eric Adams, and that is that Joe Biden came to town yesterday, the imbecile in charge, as, as you referred to him, which, which is brilliant. And he met with uh, the governor, Kathy Hochul, who's a waste of time. And he met with the mayor, Eric Adams, who's a bigger waste of time. And again, uh, this guy, this guy just loves, loves Joe Biden. And I get it. He's the president. You know, you kind of joked around earlier, Bernie, that even I may be affected at some point. I really wouldn't be. That's how much I dislike Joe Biden. But that just seems to be part of the course for Eric Adams. Dinner with Andrew Cuomo. Dinner with Andrew Cuomo two nights ago. Slobbering all over President Biden yesterday on television with Al Sharpton this morning, refusing to go back to the old ways when police actually worked in this city because they're quote-unquote racist. And this is the guy that all my good friends, people I love and respect to remain nameless, keep saying to me, I want to give him more time. More time to do what? What? what it's been 30 to do with 400 ventilators. Thank you, Andrew. It's been 30 brutal days, and there's no reason to believe it's going to get better because he says nothing of the sort. Uh, no, no. The sycophancy, though, uh, is off the charts. Uh, play cut nine, would you please, uh, Justin, just, you know, for laughs, cut nine right here. There is a reason they call me the Biden of Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, Eric Adams, 
is reporting for duty and ready to serve. I want to vomit. I want to throw the hell up. I mean, that is just gross, cringeworthy, as I reported. And then also he said this, uh, Eric Adams, oh, cut before, before you play, oh, go, go, cut go, go, go. Yeah, because Greg is in Central Valley. And he wants, I guess uh, Adams just said, report for duty. This guy's been on hold for two hours. He wants to talk specifically about those three words. Then we'll play Cut 8, Bernard. Here's Greg in Central Valley. Good morning, Greg. Hey, gentlemen, good morning to you as well. Uh, reporting for duty. Reporting for I'm going to give Mayor Adams the benefit of the doubt and chalk up uh, perhaps the, the failure of the educational system in terms of teaching him the federalist system that he is now a part of as the mayor of the city of New York. The federal government has its levels of response, its uh, responsibilities. The states have their responsibilities. The cities have their responsibilities in the federalist system. The mayor of a city doesn't report to the president for duty. The mayor of a city is supposed to report to the citizens That's of right. that city That's right. for duty. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Thank you very much. Yeah. And when you're talking about duty, you could even spell it D-O-O-D-Y. That's been Eric Adams' mayoral reign. Go ahead. Play cut eight for Bernard. Go ahead. We're saying to Washington, D.C., SOS, we need your help. We have to stop the flow of illegal guns in our city. 6,000 guns removed off the street last year, close to 400 since I've been in office. Yet they keep coming from gun dealers throughout this entire country. So as predicted, they missed the mark. Uh, uh, The imbecile himself said the same thing, the same sentiments. Guns, guns, guns. It's not a gun problem. It's a criminal problem. Uh, the people getting pushed on subways, a lot of the carjackings going on, they're not using guns. They're, they're using their hands. They're using knives, whatever. And the, and, and the people who are using guns, the guns aren't doing it themselves. Somebody's pulling the trigger. Somebody's holding a gun. Somebody's pointing the gun at somebody. So they're getting it all wrong. I heard nothing about no cash bail uh, yesterday while, while the two of them were on nothing. the podium. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So, again, a total waste of time. Uh, we had uh, traffic jams, scumlock, if you will, and, 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 and all for naught. Nothing was accomplished. Yeah, but we knew it. I mean, again, not that we're Nostradamus, but I got to tell you, in the six-plus years we're together, we are right like 99.99% of the time. And we told you, we told you it would be nothing, and the New York Post said it best this morning with their headline. You can buy it this morning, and it reads, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, let's go to uh, Jimmy in Valley Stream on line three. Go ahead, Jimmy. Hey, good morning, guys. Great show. Thank you. Uh, Mayor Adams is really a fool, truly a fool. I agree with Greg Kelly. When I heard him say that Commissioner Kelly. What do you Kelly mean, Greg Kelly? You're listening to our show. Nobody beats up Eric Adams more than me, including Greg Kelly. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You guys do a great job. But Greg Kelly is correct when he mentioned, and I heard it. That Mayor Adams at the time when he was a captain called Commissioner Kelly a racist. Now, let me tell you something. This guy's a fool. And you're right. He's on every station. This guy, I am the Biden of Brooklyn, 
Is this guy a moron? By the way, that yeah. racist you know, term he uses, uh, he throws it around. He's already called, and you're right, he did call Greg Kelly's father Ray, which is part of the reason why Greg hates him, and I get that. He called him a racist. He also called Curtis Sliwa during their run a racist, which is ridiculous because nobody has protected and defended more African Americans than Curtis Sliwa. And he also called Rudy Giuliani racist in his tactics and says he wants to return the city to the good old days of David Dinkins. What am I missing, Bernard? Uh, I don't think you're missing anything. I think you nailed it. Uh, I would say this. Curtis Lee was on uh, Fox News last night. He commented on all this. He got it all right. And uh, play cut six, you know, uh, Justin. Just give Curtis his props. He, he He nailed it. Listen to this. They get remediation. They don't even go to jail. They get cookies and milk. And a counselor tells them, no, don't do that any longer. And with the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, you walk into a Walgreens and right away you say, can I have my Alvin uh, Bragg bag because I'm going to go shoplifting? <laughs> and then you basically loot the entire store. New York City's a ghost town. People don't want to work here. They don't want to come here because of crime. And so New York leads and the others follow. So if we don't get control of our streets and subways and parks, well, then anarchy will prevail and people will continue to flee south of the Mason-Dixon line as they are. There's a mass exodus from these large cities because of crime and the unwillingness of the officials to lock up the criminals and throw away the key. They're more concerned about the criminals wow. than they are the citizens. Well, and the, sho- job. the shoplifters, of no. course, they don't use guns. No, right? they don't. No, they don't. No. But, he, but he should be Mayor Curtis Lee, and uh, you hear him speak there, and he's telling the truth. Quickly, 60 seconds, one more call. Mike is in New Jersey, line eight. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Hello. Hi there. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with Eric Adams. I think that here's the deal. If somebody shoots a cop or shoots a a person, instead of trying the person, we should try the gun. (laughs) We should put the the guns on trial. The death penalty. If the gun is found guilty, we get a gunsmith to dismantle the gun and we throw the pieces into the ocean and let the person go. The gun is the criminal, so we should try the gun. Uh, uh, that's funny. That is uh, obviously he's being sarcastic, but that's but what he did just now, Bernie, is exactly what they want you to believe, right? Uh, exactly right, because they want to avoid the tough uh, issues. It, the tough issues don't uh, follow with the uh, woke tards out there, and they're afraid of offending the woke tards, and that's why that's why Governor Hopeless Hochul is afraid to take on this uh, no cash bail law reform, because they she is afraid of the radicals. It comes down to that. The uh, all, the same thing in in the uh, Congress down in Washington D.C. Pelosi and Schumer are afraid of the dingbats in the Hamas squad, and uh, Kathy Hochul she's looking ahead to the primary. Yep. She doesn't want to be uh, primaried by somebody to the left of her by saying she wants to reform no cash bail law. There was a kid who spent three years in Rikers Island. We already know that. We want to give judges discretion. We we just want to fix it. We want to fix the damn law to make it safe for citizens. But she doesn't have the onions, the courage to uh, say it. I feel the same way about Eric Adams. I really believe that he's got his design set on being president one day. I believe that mayor of New York City is just a stop for him, a subway stop before he gets to his destination, which is Pennsylvania Avenue at the White House. And I think he's the same guy. He does not want to upset the squad, upset the progressives, upset the left, because I think he fancies himself as a real contender for the Democrats to be president one day. And to me, I think he doesn't care that much, as he claims to, about this city. 
and he eventually wants to be the president. That's my feeling. How dare he? Well, How dare he is right. I mean, uh, that's really ambitious. Uh, I think uh, you, you get vetted a lot more as a presidential candidate than you do as a mayoral candidate in New York City. I think he has uh, skeletons in his closet. His police record, is he won't reveal it. I think he, what was he a cop for, 30 years? Yeah, I think a long he had, time. I think he had 11 arrests or That's something it? like that. That's it? Uh, you know, something like that. I was, was too busy like, hanging out with the uh, the 100, what was the name right, of that, the, the, that the, troublemaking groupie? The, the, the Guardians, uh, the, yeah. whatever the hell the, the, the organization's name was, causing trouble, calling the people who were doing the right thing racists. Uh, he was a troublemaker. He wasn't a crime fighter. Nope. He was a troublemaker. And so when if he ran for president, all that would yeah. – more would come out. I mean, Bernie Carrick and uh, even Esposito, all these guys, very few nice things to say about Adams when he was a cop. And those guys were the guys who were in charge back then going uh, back 20 years ago. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Lydia reports, beat Bernie, Suzanne Yu, more of the stories of the day. And, yes, I hate the bikers. <laughs> More of Bernie and Sid right after this. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Guys, we keep hearing about Joe Rogan and other alleged forms of misinformation and people getting banned. And Rogan, you know, he interviewed. I, I don't even know Rogan. I'm not like this huge fan, but I do. Now I'm starting to listen to him. And he's just having conversations with experts. Well, MSNBC, they interviewed this doctor, Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel. And take a listen to what he said here. And how is this not flagged or taken down? Listen. With uh, the, the Omicron variant, you know, kids are either going to get the vaccine or they're likely to get a serious condition of Omicron. Having Omicron with the vaccine is almost invariably going to be better uh, and safer for children. Um, I am confused about parents' attitude. Yeah, he's completely and totally wrong. That's misinformation, disinformation. It's the reason why Joe Rogan is so popular. He, he, he debunks lies like that. By the way, that guy is a longtime MSNBC uh, fake news doctor. He's uh, Rahm Emanuel's brother, believe it or not. And uh, he said all kinds of wacky things over the years. Doesn't stop MSNBC from continuing to put him on, however. But if it fits Twitter's narrative or social media's narrative that COVID, everybody's going to die from COVID and you got to wear a mask and you got to get vaccinated, even children, then of course it stays up. And meanwhile, all you have to do is look at the science and the science says that the overall child mortality rate is two per million across the whole population, COVID, mor mortality rate for children. That is children under the age of 18, and that is 0.0002%. Meanwhile, the flu, it's it depends on the age group, but corresponding rates for children one to four years old were 0 0.9, 0 0.9, and 0.8 for older children, 0.2 or less. I mean, it, it depends on the year because the flu, it seems to, the younger you are and but look at that. The flu, you, you have a, a much higher chance of dying from the flu if you're a child than you are from COVID. Yet we've never been forced to get the flu vaccine. I, I just this is clearly political. It's clearly about control. I said this the other day. My daughter doesn't even know life before mask wearing in school. This is going to have such serious long-term side effects for kids, the antisocial behavior. I found out that East Chester School District, which is Right. I don't live in East Chester, but I'm in West Chester. They're forcing the kids to eat their lunch in the hallway on the floor 
do you under the taxes in Eastchester is like it's uh, you can't even like a, a, a crappy house is at least like twenty thousand dollars a year, and the parents are in an uproar and rightfully so. You pay all of this money to send your kids to school, and they're forced to either eat outside on the playground, on the grounds, while the teachers sit inside, all congregate together. The kids have to sit on the floor, in the hallway, separated. This is not normal. This is not healthy. And just like we talked about the crack babies of the 80s, and now we're seeing the consequences of it, the 30-something-year-olds that are ruining our city and they're repeat offenders, we're going to have the COVID kids. Watch. Well, you do have some, uh, uh, you know, some kids fighting back. Kids, kids are uh, engaging in uh, civil disobedience, believe it or not. There's one school district down in uh, Virginia that said that kids found in school without a mask will be arrested for trespassing, face up to a year in prison. However, this other kid, this other uh, bunch of students led by this one student uh, in particular, uh, this is in, uh, I believe, Washington State, Justin, play this kid. He's, he's organizing kids to engage, again, in civil disobedience, and this is refreshing, and this might uh, spark something. I don't know. Take a listen. We're all walking into the school with no mask on. You can get me in trouble. They can suspend me. I don't care. We're done with this. And obviously all of you are, too. We want this to be a peaceful, respectful movement. We are just trying to gain back our rights as citizens. If a staff member asks you to put a mask on, you say no, thank you, and keep walking. And if they kick you out, then go home. You gotta I love mean, that. I, and you remember, Bernie, I was having these World War Three fights yep. with Danielle at home, and I was like, if they tell me to wear a mask anywhere, that is to me was unconstitutional. You are wrong. This is a health emergency, and I was like, prove to me it's a health emergency. Prove it to me first. And it just went, and now my, my buddy Matt Goldstein just texted me. He's a very, very dear friend, Lydia and uh, Bernard. And he lives upstate with his beautiful wife and his daughters. And one of his best friends, Ivy's husband, he died last week from COVID. So now he's all freaked out over the COVID thing again. But, you know, I, I don't have the heart to ask Matt, well, can you prove to me it was COVID? Maybe the guy had some type of heart issue. Maybe, I don't know. But, but from day one, you know, Bernie, I never, ever, ever wanted to, nor did I wear a mask. And I thought that was every bit as unconstitutional as making people take vaccines or show passports. Uh, it certainly is. It certainly is. I mean, the government dictating what you wear, put on your face or whatever the hell it is, based on uh, faulty science as well. Uh, no, it's ridiculous. So uh, this is like a uh, organic uh, you know, movement amongst kids. Maybe th- this is the way to go. You can't arrest all the kids. If the kids stop going to school, they just they just say, screw you, I'm not going to wear a mask. I mean, uh, then this truly, this whole nightmare may come to a, an abrupt end. It's slowly coming to an end as, as as we speak. But if the kids get involved like that kid, organized, uh, I'm telling you, it's going to end quicker than you think. It's always hard to be the first kid, but if everybody does it all together and right. just say enough is enough, like right. we, this is getting – it's so out of control, and we deserve to have our, our lives back. And maybe people need to stop paying their school taxes. Maybe that's what the parents need to do. Don't put mm-hmm. the onus on the children because they're just kids. They don't understand. They just want to belong. They just want to go to school. Maybe the parents, we all need to get together and be like, listen, we're – but it, it, the problem is you have the people that believe – Doctors like Dr. Emmanuel, who are just trying to feed misinformation and that panic porn because they want to drive ratings up. Yep, no and doubt. And that's it. That's it. Uh, listen, uh, you guys do a great job every week, the afternoon at 5, the Cats at Night Show. Lydia, you know, you kind of, 
You kind of run that thing, and uh, John is terrific every afternoon. You can follow Lydia, by the way, on Instagram, at Lydia News 1, at Lydia News on Twitter. And I would imagine uh, you will end the week this uh, Friday afternoon with a big, big, big-time show. So thank you for all you do here. This Absolutely. was a great report, and have a good time at 5 o'clock. Thank you. It'll be a great show. Five o'clock, Cats at Night. You don't want to miss it. Number one show at five o'clock in the country right now. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you so much. Is it getting better? Do you feel the same? Will it make it easier on you now? You got someone to blame. You say, one love, one life, one need, one night. One love, get to share it. Please, you darling, you don't Today, Gabby Lopez is out. Eric and uh, Claudia, cute kid, one of our interns. And they just had the camera on the other side of the glass with Justin Ellick and uh, Luke Lograno dancing to this song. Slapping the bass, man. Yes. And uh, Bernie often talks about Curtis Sliwa at the company Christmas parties. And Bernie's quote is, it's, it's beyond brilliant. He looks like he missed the polio vaccine. And I got to tell you, the uh, the camera shot just now of you two behind the glass, I was close to that, I got to say. Well, you know, uh, this song, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. That's why I played it for you. It, it, it will motivate you to uh, bust a move like that, even if, <laughs> even, if, even, if, even if you did miss the polio vaccine. <laughs> well, I played it for two reasons. One, and he, Justin, you can attest to this. Did I not say this is Bernie's favorite song? You did. I did. But secondly, I put up this um, video. On my Instagram yesterday, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. And I'm standing outside my building in the city, where I'm leaving soon, by the way, thank God. But I'm uh, standing outside my building in the city, and I go on this curse-laden. When I say curse, now I know you saw this, Justin, right? I cursed the crap out of Snoop Dogg and uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL. I made it very clear I love football. I was weird at WFAN. I'm going to watch the game. Rams and Bengals, nice matchup. But I just I just eviscerate Snoop Dogg and Goodell and the powers that be at the NFL. An old friend of mine, actually, uh, an attorney, Anthony Capitola, sent me something yesterday. Where he's like uh, filing suit, I think, against the NFL for, uh, for putting this guy out at halftime. But I will say that one of the other performers besides Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre is Mary J. Blige. And I have to ask you, Bernie, because I don't know the answer to this. Is she one of them? No, she's not. How do you know that? As a matter of fact, she is a, uh, a born-again Christian. Oh, okay. She is a good, nice woman. They put her on, but I, I, they had to pick a female, and they weren't going to you know, put Lizzo's fat ass up there. Oh, enough of her, too. And have her rolling around with Ugh. her big buttocks sticking out. Stinks. No, they put uh, <laughs> she's, she's the one bright spot in that uh, halftime show is Mary J. Blige. Uh, she's not one of them, and not, not not even close. Oh, you're sure? I mean, you're 1,000% sure. I know she's a slow bomb, Bronx girl, blah, blah, blah. You're 1,000% sure. Yonkers. You're 1,000% sure. I am. Uh, well, I can't say 1,000, but because uh, I gotta tell you, I'm confident. I'm confident. But, but if, she, uh, if, if you really hate what these guys stand for, like you and I do, 
You're not going to walk up on stage with them and perform. I don't care what the uh, venue is. I don't care what the big deal is. So Listen, something tells me maybe you're wrong about Mary J. You're not going to turn me against Mary J. <laughs> Let's just stick to uh, hate man uh, Snoop. He's a mud, a dog, a lowlife. But we know that and, already. And Roger, yeah, I know that. So let's focus on that, and right. let's focus on getting him off the halftime show yeah. as opposed to turning well, me right. against Mary J. Blige. Well, what if Mary J. Blige wasn't from Yonkers, where you're from? Well, you eventually lived after the Bronx. What if she was from, like, Cincinnati? Then would you be as, I don't know, as uh, Well, she also happens to be uh, one of the performers in uh, one of my favorite, all-time favorite songs ever. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably be uh, just as big a fan. But the fact that she comes from a place where, yes, I, I escaped. This is what I did. We escaped the Bronx, the yeah. pro- housing projects in the Bronx. Yeah, it's, It was almost like jumping from the frying pan into the fire. And we, we moved up to Yonkers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she lived in one of the horrible projects up there where I used to pick up people in my taxi. A disgusting, really, really rough, rough project. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there is some. Uh, so let me ask you this. There it, is it, some it, sort it, of. It, she's it, like my homegirl. I understand. You know what I'm saying. So if you found out, Bernie, if you found out. That Snoop Dogg actually grew up in the Bronx. No, 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 no. What do you mean, no, no? no, you, no this no. is what you're doing with her. It doesn't matter what she does. She's from Yonkers. She sings a good song. I don't care if she's friends with these guys or not. So, uh, But not only that, I'm telling you, she's a born-again Christian who's right. never – I've never heard her uh, spew any – That uh, doesn't mean she's not in agreement with them. She's on stage with those people. No issue. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, I'm your girl. You're she's going to dance uh, with them. Uh, she's uh, going to sing with them. Somebody show me something. She's going to smoke weed with them. Stop. What stop. do you mean – Bro, you're you trying know to push my happen. buttons, bro. You're trying to push no, my buttons. No, because it's, it's, I'm a thousand percent right. You're going to be dancing on stage with these mother effers. I, who knows? Maybe she'll perform by herself. And if she doesn't? And if she doesn't? I don't. You, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? God damn it, Bernie. Just admit what it. What the hell she's are you doing? Them. She's one of them. She's not one of them. A hundred percent she is. She is the outlier in that uh, <laughs> t- particular performance. Then, you know what? Then walk out on stage at night wearing the blue of the police. The, How about that? Start blue, dancing blue, wearing a cop uniform that blue, night. Uh, Wave a Blue Lives Matter flag right, or something right. like that. Do that, and then I'll, I'll never bring this up again. If she doesn't do that, and she's dancing up there with Snoop and Dre and doing all that stuff, she is what's called guilty by association. Uh, well, okay, fine. I, 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 I couldn't disagree more. We'll see what happens. What do you mean uh, you, you know couldn't what? disagree more? I'll tell you what. i tell you what. Somebody should Google Google Mary J. Blige and, and find out. I'm, I'm sitting here. Yeah. I'm not Googling anything because, uh, again, I'm, I'm pretty confident yeah. she's never said anything that would make well, who cares you want to hate. She says it's about actions. She's on stage with these people. She's going to dance with them and sing I with them. I got your point. I got your point. So, so that's it. It's time to to, to, to wake up. You got to stop, Burn. I mean, loyalty is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. No one knows about you more than me. But you got to stop. You are funny. You're starting to make me laugh right now. Bro. A staunch uh, Democrat is how she's described. Oh, no, no kidding. So what? Oh, so what? With what, some what, what, what? with some liberal colors. With staunch. It, she's a staunch Democrat. She's going to be on stage with these lowlifes, and you are finding every which way to defend her, based on nothing <laughs> other than you like the song and where she lived. So how about this ice that's coming down uh, yeah. to the tri-state area how about those this morning? Huh? <laughs> it's going to be bad out there later on, huh? I hate to say this. That's a brilliant way to try to move me off the subject. I hate to say this, but I swear to God, I, I really do hate to say this. I hope she really turns out to dance with them and sing with them, just so that this whole segment, which is really funny and brilliant anyway, even if she is good, it's brilliant anyway, just so that there's really some teeth to what we're doing right here. Not to make you upset. I want you upset, Bernie. you got a lot going on again. 
I won't be upset. You won't be you, upset. You, yeah, yeah. You basically, have her as like the, 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 the mother, Mother uh, Teresa. You know, like, I guess, like Mother Mary. Like you point out, I have bigger fish to fry. I'm not. No. Uh, I'm not going to get triggered over Mary J. Blige taking the stage with Dr. Dre and Eminem. Take your phone calls right now. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty one. Five calls. Five. Just five. Luke. Five. Do you think Mary J. Blige is one of them, or do you think Mary J. Blige, like Bernie says, is uh, maybe the greatest American to ever live? Did you say that? <laughs> Not quite, but uh, <laughs> she's a nice person. I mean, uh, you I know, know. She's a nice person. You ever buy your breakfast? Uh, uh, oh, gosh. She ever buy me breakfast? Yeah. I've never met her. This from a guy, Bernie, no one loves you more than me. Not even your wife and kids. But you used to make David Berkowitz lunch. Then you go out and shoot people. Uh you are uh, you're all over me. You know, I did have uh, for, for the listeners' edification. Right. Uh, David Berkowitz did uh, frequent patronize a delicatessen, a bodega, essentially Thank that you. I worked in in Yonkers. When he was the son of Sam, when he was doing these. That's things. right. Exactly right. He worked at the uh, the post office right down the, the block from my school. So these are your friends from Yonkers: David Berkowitz, Mary J. Blige. And you escaped to that place. This is the place you went to. Right. This is where I left. <laughs> this is I Emerald said, City. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, you know, freedom at last. Free at last. Free at last. <laughs> out, of the, out of the Bronx into Yonkers, which turned out to be a, a hellhole. But, uh, but either way, where, where David Berkowitz lived, he lived in a, in a nice spot. He just happened to, I don't know why he traveled down, you know, where the bodega where I worked on uh, Lawrence how, how Street. How far was that from where he actually lived? I would say it's about four miles or something like that. Okay. I mean, it was kind of bizarre that he would stop in there, but he did. But he always got the same thing, right? Like, you always made him want, like, a ham and cheese. I or... don't remember. Yeah, he, I now he'd buy cigarettes or something like that. I got you. All right, let's take some of these calls. Uh, Liz is in Greenwich. She's on line eight. Elizabeth, good morning. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I'm good, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay, so Mary J. Blige is nothing like Snoop Dogg and the rest of them, okay? She's a good Christian, like Bernie said. Thank so, you. but because she's a big Christian, that means that she doesn't hate police. She doesn't yeah, hate yes. the police. Oh, how do you know that? Because she's a Christian. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. C- Christians do not hate police officers. They don't. No. They hate De- Democrats. Anybody, I guess. Good Christians don't hate anybody. I guess. The Democrats, notwithstanding, she's a probably a nice traditional Democrat who uh, you know we, we we disagree on issues, but uh, yeah. she's a decent person. She hates the police. Oh, you think I'm right, Justin? Yes or no? Um, no, as far as I'm concerned, only the Jews hate the police. <laughs> yeah. Here's Isabel on Long Island on line seven. Hi, Isabel. Hi. Um, Sid, just like you have friends who work with other people that you may not agree with. Right. Same thing with Mary J. Mary J. is a very nice woman. Just like Bernie said, yeah. she has been very, you know, stellar all these years. So, no, she's not like them. She has to perform. This is what performers do. You work with people okay. that you don't agree with. No, that's true. You're, listen, I had to work for Imus for a long time. <laughs> so you're right about that. Okay, so so far, we'll take one more. So far, Bernie, you are, you're uh, you're on the money. Two out of two, two I like ladies. It. I like it. You like what you're hearing, don't you? Yep. Boy, you're all going to be very disappointed in about two weeks. I can't wait for that Monday morning show after the game when she's doing the worm on stage with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> uh, last one. Let's go to – do we have that call ready to go here, Luke? Line seven. Yeah, put him on. Hello, this is Bernie and Sid. Hello, how are you? Oh, hi, it's Mimi. How are you? Hi, Mimi. How are um, you, sweetie? Yes. 
Good. So I don't know anything about this genre of music, really. But basically, I feel like um, she could be a great person. But I feel like Bernie a kind of is like a little hypocritical and dip. And I love no Bernie. Doubt. I remember 100%. The, I remember yes. Because listen, with Todd Kaminsky, I forgot the name of the woman. He didn't want to. Laura Curran. Laura Curran. Yes, Laura Curran. Yes, Laura Curran. Yes, yes, she was associated. She like got on stage with him and that like rubbed him the wrong way. Thank you. It's like say Ted Cruz would go on stage with Biden and, like, well, you know, dance with him. We would well, hate let's it. Let's stop this like, phone call right here. Let's go over this phone call. It's a brilliant call. Thank you. Mimi, you're a genius. No, it's not. No, it's you a said bit, it. no, no, no. It's a you're terrible over, analogy. Hold on, hold on. You're all over Eric Adams this morning because he was on stage with Joe Biden. You basically threw away a 20-year friendship with Laura Curran because she was on stage with Todd Kaminsky. But Mary J. Blige on stage with Snoop Dogg because she lived in Yonkers. That's okay. No, no. Uh, listen, Great. Laura Kern wouldn't condemn the no cash bail law. That was her her albatross. She didn't endorse it. She just... she, she didn't condemn it either. And she has Mary J. Blige condemned Snoop Dogg. Uh, not that I know. Well, how about that? Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we, we're going to see. This is different. This is this is entertainment. Not at this all. is not life and death. That's a perfect call. Uh, that's a, a terrible analogy. Perfect Mary analogy. J. Blige is a nice person. You are a hypocrite with a capital and, H. Grant Stinchfield next week will be exposing Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done, Sid Rosenberg. Nicely done. I love you to pieces, Bernie. You're the best. We'll take a short break. More of Bernie and Sid right after this. Do you mind if I can't with your date? You know, I was only kidding around last segment right about Mary J. Blige. I was just going to break Bernie's balls. What, what, what? I was only kidding around last segment. I was looking to break your balls about Mary J. Blige, but I've got horrible news for you. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I was right. She, something happened to her? Oh. This is from the Jasmine Brand Magazine. Just so you know, if you Google Mary J. Blige and Black Lives Matter, you get about 1,000 different results. But here's just one from the magazine, the Jasmine Brand. Mary J. Blige. I guess the future would be for everyone to be treated as an equal for black people to be treated like people and not animals and being slaughtered. Every time you look around, one of us is dying at the hands of a policeman or just a regular Ku Klux Klan man as he's walking down the street. I don't have the politically correct answer because I just don't. I just see it as we'll be stronger, we'll be stronger in the future because we're already strong people and we'll be much wiser. Quote, quote, let me read it again. Every time you look around, one of us is dying at the hands of a policeman, Mary J. Blige. Say she's a victim. She's a victim of the uh, <laughs> fake news. She's a victim of uh, the lies and the propaganda, anti-police propaganda. She she doesn't know any better. Obviously, clearly, she knows no better. But uh, uh, if she was educated, I believe she would come around. So so Snoop Dogg is just not educated either. Then it's not his, not his fault. No, no, he's, he's vile. He's full of hate. Yeah, no, he's, no, no. He's, I, he's, I just I got you, bro. I, I, by the way, what, look at this. No, listen, that's not cool. I don't. I don't. I, that, that makes me sick to hear that. Thank you. Uh, but but what, I, so, Listen, there's no way she's on stage with these idiots, and she's not one of them. By the way, they're showing a picture on WABCRadio.tv of a young Bernard McGurk with a whole lot of hair drinking a Budweiser out of a can. That is that they've actually changed the picture of Bernie in a sport jacket to me live. And Bernie, that was from Lisa Ganji, by the way, uh, drinking a Budweiser out of out of a can with a full head of hair. Yeah, you know, uh, I think I know that picture. I, I believe that was uh, taken at a remote in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, during the Imus days. 
if I'm not mistaken, but I know the I know the picture you're talking about. Yeah. That, that and a cigarette, by the way, in my finger. Well, yeah, you can't see the cigarette in the finger. But anyway, now I'm starting to get text messages from Ganji, Mike Sullivan, a million folks who Googled Mary J. Blige, and as I suspected, I didn't know. I was only kidding, but as I suspected, she is absolutely one of them. <laughs> All right, you got me, bro. What do I know? I'm in, I, I, what do you think I'm going around, you know, doing detective work on Mary J. Blige? Like I said, I was All only I know kidding. Is, I was only kidding. But she, she did a great job with uh, Bono there in that uh, U2 song, that one song. Which she did. She, she did. elevated that song. Bono did it by himself, U2, and it was boring. I agree. She, she, she took it to another level. I agree. And, uh, hey, listen, listen. Michael Jackson was a great singer, too. Who cares if he raped little boys? The guy could sing. All right. Point, point well taken. Point well taken. Sid, uh, checkmate to, to Sid Rosenberg. Hey, listen, uh, yesterday was a complete and total waste of time, of course, as we talked about the, the imbecile-in-chief coming to New York City. But uh, Joe Biden did just strike a strong note on crime. Uh, listen to what he said. Take Play cut three, Justin Ellick. They must be taken off the street for simple, pragmatic reasons. If we don't... They will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. He's talking about the young thugs. Unfortunately, he said that in 1993. And yesterday, he was just a complete and total <laughs> shell of himself. Uh, I think we've got to get uh, stop the iron pipeline. It was so boring, so predictable. Him and that sycophant, uh, uh, empty shell uh, media whore, uh, Eric Adams, uh, at this point, maybe he'll turn this, these things around. I don't know. But yesterday... He did not acquit himself well. I didn't think so. And also you had this uh, attempted carjacking. I just want you to hear this. This is what crime really sounds like. It's not looking at a page of statistics. This is what crime sounds like. This happened in Washington, D.C. to a woman with her child in the car, attempted carjacking. Listen to this. And now my point Jeez. of playing it, right, it's terrible, but that's crime. I see you, you hear about it, you read it in the paper, and I've been victimized by crime. I've had guns pulled on me, hit over the head. I've been victimized many, many times. In, in that aforementioned uh, deli that I worked in, guns stuck in my face, uh, empty in the cash register. Uh, so I know what crime sounds like. Fortunately, I was never the, really the victim of very violent crime. I was hit over the head with a blackjack in my taxi. That's as violent as it got for me. But the point with the attempted carjacking there, that's A, that's what it sounds like. But B, the carjacker didn't use a gun. He used a knife. That's he right. used a knife. That's right. So guns, you know, crime can happen. We need criminals are the problem, not guns. That's the bottom line. Now, 100%. Now, by the way, what was uh, scarier for you, the blackjack to the head when you were driving a cab or your experience in the steam room at the New York Sports Club in Chelsea? Oh, I, no, I enjoyed the latter. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> Uh, no, that was... Uh, well, you said you didn't go back into no, that. No, actually, <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, that was a scary situation. The, the, the steam room, they actually had holes, believe it or not, in the uh, the shades that covered you up when you took a shower. No, they, they didn't. Had, yeah, guys, are st they're looking out through the holes. Stop. It was, it was so scary. Yeah, I stopped going to that one. They're uh, like glory holes. That's exactly right, Justin Alec. They're glory holes well, in Bernie's shower. In this case, they were they were up higher. They were looking out. Oh, okay. They were, you, you could see well, an, I mean, eye, an maybe, eyeball. Maybe for shock. If we were and God knows, what they, God knows what they were doing behind that with their eyeballs sticking out. Oh, my God. It was terrible. You, terrible. Actually, you actually saw an eyeball once? 
Yes. Oh, Bernie, my and, God. And, but, but then, the, of course, uh, the another New York sports club in, in New York City, I did use the steam room. And when I wa- they turn the light off. When I walk in, I put the light on, and they scatter like cockroaches. <laughs> and they're having, like, they're, 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 these are people who don't know each other, gay guys who don't know each other, and they're pissed off at me. They're mad that I came in and interrupted them as opposed to me. But, you know, I'm the, I'm the one who's furious. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? No, it was absolutely, it was it was a gross experience, but uh, uh, but that's uh, you know that's life in New York yeah, uh, at least pre, pre-pandemic. I don't right. think steam rooms aren't open anymore. No, I don't think so either. But at least nobody died in there, unlike what's going on right now. Although I'd love to hear Eric Adams speak about the steam room. Just I just want to hear what he would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Joe Biden goes in the steam room. I'm Biden's guy. I'm standing behind Joe Biden. Or, or in front of them, who knows? Hey, listen, I just want to play this uh, one final thing on this uh, uh, Biden coming to New York City yesterday, creating a traffic jam, scumlock for nothing, accomplished absolutely zero. This guy's a federal prosecutor. He, uh, his name is Andy McCarthy. I hear him a lot on uh, Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Brilliant guy, summed up the crime problem here in like 15 seconds. Take a listen. If not a single gun came into New York City, they already have plenty of an arsenal to fuel crime from now until the end of time. So the issue is not guns per se or guns coming across the state lines. It's allowing police to take proactive measures mm-hmm. to stop crimes from happening and to, and to promote and project uh, the idea that the rule of law still applies. I mean, it's, no, it's not really rocket science. It's not. Summed up beautifully by uh, Andy McCarthy. It's simple. The laws are on the books. Just enforce them. You want to bring back uh, the anti-crime unit? Bring back stop and frisk. Do not make the cops wear, you know, jackets identifying who they are. These things are simple. You want, you want to, he, Eric Adams told Rita Cosby he doesn't want to go back to the old days. Well, the, the old days save lives. That, we do want to go back to the old days. That's exactly what we want to go back and, to. And it'll be one thing to be said, I don't want to go back to the old days because I don't think it worked. I don't want to go back to the old days because I didn't really love the tactics. But he throws around this racist word, again, calling, calling Rudy Giuliani's tactics racist. And that's calling the point. Curtis Lee a racist. That's the point, Sid. It's, it's intent, right? Now, stop and frit. The intent is not to harass and hassle innocent black men. It is a shame that innocent black men get caught up in it because the that's the profile. I mean, racial profiling, to a certain yeah. extent, it works. Yeah, it's it an does. effective tool. Yeah. So when somebody does get stopped and they're innocent, you can understand their frustration. But if they, you know, if they were halfway reasonable, they would understand that it's to save grandma. It's to save the 11-month-old girl that's from right. getting shot in the face. That's, that's right. the point. The intent is not to harass and hassle and be racist. The intent is to save lives. That's the difference. Now, he should know, being a cop for 22 years, that it did work and it did save lives. And for him to say that, I don't want to go back to those days. I want to go back to the days of David Dinkins. I mean, uh, the city was on fire. Jews and blacks were fighting. Sharpton and, and Yanko Rosenbaum, it was a mess. What is he? T- and about, uh, for anybody to ever use the word racist, when in fact they've had lunch and or dinner with Farrakhan. Uh, That's all one. you need to know, right? Way right, to, right or way, wrong? To, way to go, Sid Rosenberg. <laughs> hey, let me burst your bubble a little bit. They've been broadcasting this uh, these uh, Olympic openings, uh, the opening ceremonies in China, all morning long on yeah. NBC. I've been watching them. Oh yeah, it just 
awfully boring, oh, terrible, terrible, really terrible. Oh. You got Chinese kids singing. You got people walking around. Oh. They're wearing these dopey hats, these like communist <laughs> style hats. Yeah, it really, it just, it, it looks like it's. It, I mean, I, I, you know, I just, I'd rather. Uh, Sit in the steam room with uh, Eric Adams, to be quite honest <laughs> oh with you, and well, watch this thing tonight. Well, if, actually, if they're no, gonna... you're actually doing us all a huge public service because I didn't really want to w- watch. I like the competition. I'm going to watch yeah. the figure skating. Now you just saved me three hours of misery later on tonight, so thank you. Do not waste your time because I've been uh, monitoring it this morning, and it, it's not. It's nothing like it was in 2008 where the opening ceremonies in the Summer Olympics in Beijing were very good, very original, very unique. Very entertaining. And uh, let me just go uh, regarding the Olympics. Of course, Yao Ming, the famous American basketball. He he played for an American team, Yao Ming. What was it, Dallas? He played for the uh, Houston Rockets. He played alongside Tracy McGrady and the former Nick coach, Jeff Van Gundy, was the coach. And they had some uh, decent success in the Western Conference, although never lived up to the expectations. So he yesterday, uh, he, he carried the Olympic torch into the arena where they're having these opening ceremonies today. He carried the torch. He was the last person, as I believe that's the case. And uh, this guy, Enos Cantor Freedom, your guy who plays for the Boston Celtics, who is a big uh, critic of China regarding the, the the way they treat the the Uyghurs there, the Muslims, the Muslim uh, Chinese people. They call them Uyghurs. Okay. So anyway, he tried to get in touch with Yao Ming, and Yao Ming uh, apparently dissed him. Enos Cantor went on TV yesterday. And uh, he he kind of uh, took a shot or two at the, the Yao Ming. Take a listen. His big body, small heart, and tiny brain. Uh, he invited me over Ouch. to China and wanted me to uh, visit. And I was like, okay. I mean, I was actually considering and going. But he, unfortunately, uh, he is the puppet of uh, China. And actually, just a, like a little kid, he blocked me on Instagram. Tiny brain, little wow. kid. <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow. Uh, yeah, some uh, some ugliness. I like ugliness, you know. So that's yeah, it's uh, good. No, it's good. It's great. I love it too. I love it too. I'm not a fan of Yao Ming. I'm not really a fan of Venus Cantor either. But he uh, he does say a lot of the things that you and I agree with, and he's not he's fearless at this point. He doesn't care. So that's, and that's lastly, of course, NBC, uh, you know, doing the propaganda for uh, for China, which was part of their deal. To be fair, they said they 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 agreed to broadcast like ten Olympics, and this happened to be one of them. I don't think they, they realized how bad China would become years ago when they signed this deal. Maybe. Maybe they did. They're whores. They want money. They're making money off of Chinese genocide. Okay, fine. And the fact that China perpetrated an atrocity around the globe called the coronavirus. But now listen to this. The IOC president, he was holding a press conference yesterday. Remember that female tennis player? who yes. alleged a sexual harassment, yes. and then afterwards she disappeared for like six weeks. And when she reappeared, she said, ah, never mind, it never happened, never happened. Anyway, a press conference yesterday, one reporter had the onions to ask this IOC guy about it. Listen to this. We left uh, the meeting. I'm uh, uh, very happy and, and also grateful to Peng Shui. What do you plan to do about the sexual assault allegation and do you plan to ask or seek an investigation? It must be her decision. It's her life. It's uh, her allegations. So very awkward. Uh, I, 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 I want to see if NBC brings it up. And I, I, in the interest of time, I'm just going to move on to this real quick. 
Shaquille O'Neal, he was on with your girl, Nisha Turner. I think that's her name, Michelle right? Turner, yes. Michelle Turner. tonight. She works alongside Kevin Frazier. Right, a CBS uh, organization, and they got into uh, vaccine mandates, and it was very good. Shaquille O'Neal was very good with this. And she's a nice lady, this uh, Michelle Turner. But uh, apparently, I don't know. She's she, just, she just parrots whatever the left says. Okay. So nice listen, girl, but parrots. L- listen to this exchange. Look, I encourage everybody to, to be safe and take care of your family. I do. But there's still some people that don't want to take it. And you shouldn't have to be forced to take something that you don't want. So I don't think people are being forced to take well, there are some. There are. I mean, listen. We have a mandate at CBS. That's forced. We have a mandate at CBS. But my, but my point. That's forced. But where I wholeheartedly. That's forced. No, it's not forced. It is forced because if the man don't take it, the man will get fired. Shaquille O'Neal from Shaquille. downtown. Yeah, no, he. I mean, first she said maybe it is, maybe it isn't, and then he. It, that is forced. How do you argue that? Of course, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know what uh, Ms. Turner yeah, is know. thinking there, but uh, she's trying to keep good, a job. That's what she's thinking. <laughs> good on Shaq. I yeah. mean, th- this is why. Uh, you know, we always knew Shaq leaned to the right way, uh, the right way of thinking, and that just confirms it right well, there. Well, unlike Mary J. Blige, who it was just a joke. It was just a joke. But I have exposed her this morning. To be uh, no different than the rest of these cop-hating folks, Shaq is like a sheriff. He's like a sworn-in police guy. You can never accuse Shaq of not liking police. I can tell you a- that. Absolutely not. No, he's uh, trying to. He's at heart a conservative. He's a Herschel Walker, is what he yes, is. He yes. just doesn't want to come out because. Uh, no, he has come out. Remember a couple well, weeks ago, Bernie came out and he said, "I don't ever admit I'm a celebrity because celebrities are basically scumbags." He said that. I, I, you know, I, I didn't even see that. Yeah, he separated himself from these celebrity folks because they're no good. Their, their political beliefs, the way they act, they're no good. They're hypocrites. He actually he, said that. Uh, I love Shaquille. And remember he said that about his kids, too, about money. He, he the, the kids were saying, yeah, Dad, we have a lot of money. He goes, no, we don't have a lot of money. I have a lot of money. Damn right. you got to earn that, that yeah. bro. Kobe. Oh, poor Kobe. Ah, oh, man. It was like uh, last week was like the uh, – was it one year or two years he's gone now? One year. Started crying at Equinox Gym. Curtis Sliwa uh, just texted me. Great this morning. Sid, you and Bernard on Eric Adams. 1-800-848. Thank you, Curtis. WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We're going to play Beat Bernie. Suzanne Yu is going to stop by the studio. Not done yet. Friday morning. Bernie and Sid, this has been a kick-ass show. We'll be right back. I need a contestant for Beat Bernie coming up in about 10 minutes. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Your chance at a $100 gift card courtesy of Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers and a WABC Barry House coffee mug. You're welcome, Lucas. All right, look, uh, we are celebrating the Lunar New Year, not just this week, but the next two weeks. And, uh, Bernie, you remember back uh, late December when I made my way towards Tribeca. And I did that magazine photo shoot. Michael Goldman was a photographer. He's great. Joseph Abu dressed me. He was terrific. The magazine is set to come out Feb 13, next week. And uh, the pictures came out great. I'm very excited. Also there that day in that Tribeca loft was the young lady sitting to my left, who happens to be Chinese during this Lunar New Year. She is an executive producer on a movie coming out in May called The Comeback Trail. She's a model, a social influencer, and all that good stuff. Her name is Suzanne Yu. Good morning, Suzanne. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Say hello to Bernie. 
Hey, Susan. Hi, Bernie. I How haven't met you yet, <laughs> but no, I but saw his um, uh, Instagram. It's a pleasure to meet you. Know. Yes, okay. Well, listen, uh, this is the, uh, the Lunar New Year. Uh, uh, we know it started on Tuesday. Bernie and I had a couple of guests on. Uh, Ron Kim, he's Chinese, uh, a politician. He may be, uh, excuse me, he's, um, he's not Chinese. He's Korean. He's Korean, thank you. And we had uh, uh, Chang, uh, not Chang, uh, Gordon Chang, yes. Yeah. That's he, Chinese. He is Chinese, yes. Uh, you're Chinese. Yes. So what happens now, not that you need a, a reason to party, I know you, uh, but what happens the next couple of weeks during this, the Lunar New Year? How do you celebrate? Wow, the Lunar New Year, uh, this year is a tiger year. Tiger? Yeah. yeah. So we consider very lucky year. Um, is that it, your favorite animal, the tiger? Um, almost, but I'm a little bit scared, real tiger. <laughs> I had nightmares when I was young uh, because when I, I couldn't go to sleep. Of the young, and then my mom always telling me the tiger will get me. Oh, really? Yeah, to these days, I still afraid I'm a real. What kind of horrible mother is that? Right. (laughs) And then I will close my eye and go to sleep. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So the year of the tiger. Yeah, year tiger is very uh, prosperous, you know, this uh, healthy year of all of us. So we already celebrated. Okay. Um, Yeah, on Saturday, I had a small party, and then we danced. Uh, and then we uh, watched the show, international well, show in China. So when I was younger, everybody watching the same show. You know, you are uh, quite the accomplished. One people watching the same oh, show. Yes. So sorry. Um, so it's fantastic. Okay. Ed, but again, I'm sorry. You wasn't wearing a headphones. You couldn't hear you. Go ahead, but oh, oh, I'm sorry. Listen, oh, my. Uh, Suzanne is a quite the – she's an anesthesiologist as well on top of everything else. Maybe we'll talk about that later, but uh, – Suzanne, you grew up in China, and uh, your father, your dad, while while there, ran afoul of the communist Chinese government, and you guys came to this country, and of course the Olympics are going down today. What do you make of uh, you know us participating in the Olympics with the uh, government that kind of oppressed your family? Um, I came here actually by myself. My father, uh, when I was very younger, uh, very young age, and he passed away. Uh, yeah, due to the uh, the time of the Cultural Revolution, so he was uh, um, being prosecuted. Um, but I still love the country, so I came here for, you know, uh, for freedom. And I came here with my education, which is I was educated in China. I got a doctor degree, and I came came this country to pursue uh, another doctor degree. Wow. So uh, yeah. I would imagine this country has lived up to all the expectations, right? You, you love you love your homeland of China still, which you should, but you love this country. I love this country. You do. They gave me all the opportunities. Right. And especially when Donald Trump is president, right? You love him. <laughs> Correct. Right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, stock, my stock portfolio went up. I like that. I know now you, it's all down. <laughs> yeah. So, but you're, uh, as Bernie pointed out, you're an anesthesiologist, is that, and that's your, your daily job, yes? Right. That's my specialty. I, um, I came to this country with my doctor degree. Then I got a PhD um, of nutritional science in Wisconsin medicine. I love the campus. Beautiful. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed that experience being in the campus, American campus. And then I came here uh, for my um, uh, residency in New York, and I never left. Never left. Yeah, I love New York. New York is uh, one hell of a town, even though we're going through, we have a few problems right now, but it will come back. It will bounce back. It has to bounce back. Uh, But uh, listen, uh, again, the Lunar New Year, 
It's a, it essentially is a 15-day celebration. Am I wrong about that? You're correct. Yeah, even even mm-hmm. longer. You know, in China, that officially they have like um, uh, 10 days national uh, holidays to celebrate. Wow. Yeah, it's a big thing. I haven't been back for a while, so I don't know what's, what's going on now. When um, was the last time you were in China? Uh, I think 2016. All right, so it's only been about uh, six years. That's a lot. <laughs> no, I know, but now you can't leave because between the anesthesiology and you're a social influencer, you're producing movies, you're a magazine, you're a model, you, you're you like becoming this uh, this major superstar. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I stay home since pandemic. I mean, I stay in New York, not home. Home. Right. I call New York you, home. You never, you never left your apartment during the pandemic. You just stayed home, right? You just stayed home, right? <laughs> so if I really, you, if not, I really stay home, I, right. I wouldn't have met you, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah. But, was, now you, but now you're out all the time. You're at sushi restaurants and Chinese restaurants all over town. I know that for a fact. You're, oh, uh, my you're God. You're like an uncaged animal. Yeah. You can't I wait love sushi. I love Chinese food. <laughs> I definitely. And it was, a, it was such a pleasure to have met you that day, and oh, the first you. time I know, oh, my God, who I meet here. Is <laughs> it <laughs> from Bernie's? How about that, yeah, Bernie? Very popular, the, the most uh, the popular show, video oh, show you. in New York, and maybe nationwide. Oh, maybe, but mm-hmm. very well maybe, absolutely. Yeah, congratulations yeah. for that. Well, um, thank you. Yeah, it's so lovely to be here today, and really facing the, uh, I always want to visit this studio yeah. since I met you. I came here very impressed. Very nice, so right? big. I yes. saw just one room. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, and, and the usually, whole usually Bernie, is, usually Bernie is here, but Bernie is uh, is home today. But uh, you can use oh, him right now. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. To my chagrin, I'm home. I, w- I wish I was there to meet you uh, in person, Suzanne. But you're you're quite the quite the individual, quite the accomplished individual. What do you prefer? Do you prefer the uh, fashion side, the uh, entertainment side, or the medical side of all, all your careers? Um, uh, in, you know, I came from the family, it was all about education. So I came from a young age. I, uh, my mother makes sure I go to, I study hard. I have a dream, uh, a courage, um, you know, even in darkness time. Yes, yes. And uh, I always have a dream. So I came to this country with dream to be a medical doctor and also PhD. I, I accomplished that. And then I have my own company. I'm the CEO for my own PC. So I provide ambulatory anesthesia in, um, in everywhere, right. all boroughs of New York. Wow. So I became very successful in anesthesiology. Currently, I'm still the medical director for one of the uh, uh, Article 28 uh, surgical center. Wow. Yeah. We really, I, it's my time to give. So my patient, most patients are low-income patient. They are Medicaid, Medicare patients, so we take care of them. And also, I have an artistic side. Yes, you, you know, do. I grew up with that. I sing, I dance. I um, like fashion always. Yeah, yeah. You always dress very, very nicely. Yeah, you thank you. You always dress beautifully. Yeah, people oh. always ask me, where are you going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After I take off my scarf, people said, where are you going, Dr. Yeah. You? Yeah. I'm just going home. Yeah. <laughs> look like you're going to a no, party. No, you do. You, 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 do. you look yeah. great. And uh, I know Vicky is a mutual friend. She actually set up the magazine shoot for both of us. You, you were in that magazine too, right, FLG? And, well, it was a different one you were in. Showbiz, yeah, been, showbiz magazine. Yeah, I've been multiple magazines. Showbiz is my first uh, cover which is uh, really lovely. It and came out great, I saw it. came out yeah. great. And yeah. then I, 
you know, Vicky asked me to bring the magazines. I forgot. I was oh, so excited forgot. to be here. You're so excited <laughs> forgot, to be here. <laughs> forgot well, everything. Listen, yeah. we, uh, we're very happy to have you. Uh, we, we have been bringing on guests throughout the week to celebrate the Lunar New Year. My boss, our boss, Bernie and I, John Katsimatidis, his beautiful wife, Margot, they take this stuff very seriously. They're actually in Chinatown on Monday to kick off this week. So, oh, wow. you know, we love the Asian people. We specifically love you. And we're glad you came Thank in this you. morning and uh, had a chance to see the studio and talk to Bernie. That was very, very cool. Thank yeah. you for coming. Thank you. So uh, cool. Suzanne. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Happy Suzanne, you have, now where's, what's your Instagram address again? Um, I at, think Suzanne You, right? Just at Suzanne, Suzanne U. U. Yes. Yeah. At S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-Y-U. Follow her there. And uh, she's a beautiful girl, nice girl, and uh, you'll enjoy that. We'll take a short break. When we come back, after the clip of the day and sports and all that stuff, we'll play Beat Bernie. Bernie, what do you got? <laughs> Now, it's time to Beat Bernie. It's time to Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to Beat Bernie. You know, along with these uh, cool sweatshirts and T-shirts that uh, DeSantis sent. It's not Ron DeSantis. I forgot what his first name is. Son of a gun. He sent um, all these, like, um, cards and um, what do you call these things? You put them on a car, a bumper sticker. So this one, for example, reads... Can you see that on the TV here, Eric and uh, Claudia? Make America masculine again. I love that. So I just took a picture with that, which I'll put up on my Instagram page. At it's Bernie and Sid and at Rosenberg.city. What the hell is DeSantis' first name again? Caroline Russo's friend. And I keep I, I, I say her name wrong every time. I just, what am I going to tell you? Um, let me go for a guess here. Uh, Phil. Uh, it's Phil. Is I it, have a card here. Is it Paul? I feel like it started with a P. You're funny, Paul. That's funny. What about... Uh, Not even close. Oh, uh, what was it? Jason DeSantis. Uh, uh. Oh, and here's another one. Uh, Matt Meany. I have such a cute picture of me and Matt Meany together on an airplane coming home from the Super Bowl two years ago today, which we covered, me and Bernie, live in Atlanta, the Rams and the Patriots. He has crapping and napping with K's. Let's go, Brandon. Another good one. It was just part of the... Um, Toxic, uh, toxic masculinity uh, uh, thing, uh, still? I think so, right? I have not. I may, I this guy, Jason so. DeSantis, must be Ron DeSantis' nephew or something. He's a hero. Anyway, we have all these cool shirts and uh, all kinds of cool stuff, and you want to buy his stuff. Yeah, where should they go for that? I don't know, his house? No, the WBC store, doofus. We don't sell his stuff. No, the... but we sell our T-shirts and, you know. Well, do we sell this Let's Go Brandon? Uh, is that ours? From WABC? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Or we either. should definitely make something like it. I have um, on my table in my house. i got to start this game, I know. Uh, I've looked there for a couple of days now. It's a Citizens T-shirt. My face is on it. So Ava came home last night and said, Mommy, why do I have to look at Daddy's face on a T-shirt every time I walk in the door? Right. She's I'm, right. I don't know why she has to look at that. It's... We're going to get those chew toys approved as well. <laughs> we are? Yeah. Okay. Uh, t- Paul, there you go. That's today's contestant. That's where it came from. Paulie in LaGrangeville. Where the hell is that? Hey, how are you? Hello. Hi, how are you, Paul? I'm well. How are you, Sid? Did I call you Paul or Paulie? Paulie, Paul, whatever, man. It works. All right. What do you? Where is LaGrangeville exactly? It is uh, a little uh, east of Poughkeepsie. Oh, east of Poughkeepsie. That sounds like a horrible place. No, it's beautiful. It's nice. It's very. No, no, uh, no, no I'm kidding. The Hutch, it's, that's the Hudson Valley, right? You bet, man. It's Hudson gorgeous. Valley is beautiful. It's gorgeous there. Oh, uh, Doug Kinzer yeah. reminds me. Don't forget the new statue shirts. 
my face with the WABC pom-pom hat on the uh, David statue. Those are great shirts, too. Thank no, you, No, it's Doug. David's face on your back. No, it's body. my face. And right. it's his body. I understand, but that's a joke you made yet. Just go, well, go to the game. Go to the game. Just right, go to fine. the game. God. Paul, are you ready to go, buddy? I'm ready, man. All right, brother. On February 3rd, 1959, rock and roll musicians Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper, J.P. Richardson, were killed in a plane crash, an event that later became known as what? The day that music died. Damn right. Sing it. Let me sing it, uh, uh, Jason. Uh, Justin, go ahead. From American Pie? Yeah, sing it. So bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy yeah. to the levee, right. but the levee was dry. Come on. And good old boys were drinking oh, whiskey yeah. and rye, singing, This will be the day that I die. I want to have sex with you, wow. you like right that? now. How good was that, Paul? Let's be honest. Is that great? That was or awesome, man. Keep, keep it going. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Paul. Please Appreciate don't. it. That was great. In uh, 1781, the 13 original states of the United States of America, that was actually really good, established a federal government under what agreement? Oh, man. Yeah. The federal acquisition. Wrong, you two-legged back of Jesus. It would be the Articles of Confederation. On, wow. Oh yeah, on December 20th, 1956, the United States Supreme Court's ruling on Browder versus Gale went into effect, bringing an end to what 381-day event? Uh, 381-day event, 1956, uh, the Korean War. Wrong, you two-legged back of Anthony. The Montgomery bus boycott. Oh, my God. Number four, the capital of Maryland, Baltimore, lies on the Patapsco River, which flows into what bay? Chesapeake Bay. Yes. Very good. And finally, in your attempt to go three out of five, Paulie, what is the last name of the United States Army private who was convicted of espionage in 2013 as Bradley, but now goes by Chelsea? Manning. Yes. Nicely done. Big Paulie out of LaGrangeville, not Edgewater. He gets a three out of five right. Nicely done, Paul. And let's uh, bring Bernard back. Bernie, how are you, buddy? Bernie Boy was my guy. Bernard. Oh, we've got all kinds of issues. Jason's, uh, Jason. Justin's yelling. Mike Garcia's running. Here comes Luke Lograno. We lost him. Hello, I'm here. Oh, there he is. Hi, Bern. What's up there, Sydney? How you living? Like a turkey on Thanksgiving. All right, good looking. Four right and you win, okay? I like what I hear. <laughs> I do a lot of your shtick, too, just so you know, Bern. On February 3rd, 1959, rock and roll musicians Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the big popper, J.P. Richardson, were all killed in a plane crash, an event that later became known as what? The day the music died. That's right. <laughs> In 1781, the 13 original states of the United States of America established a federal government under what agreement? The uh, Articles of uh, Confederation. Nice. Very good. That's a tough one. Very good, Bernard. On December 20th, 1956, the United States Supreme Court's ruling on Browder versus Gale went into effect, bringing an end to what 381-day event? That was the uh, the boycott. The uh, that was an event. Uh, 
uh, right allowing there. a kid to go to a black kid to go to high school. You're right. Uh, it, it is a boycott. Black kids go to high school. So what do you want? Name, I need I need the name of it. You're 100 percent right. The name of it was um, what the hell was it called? These uh, I, I don't know. It was called the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Wrong, you two-legged Did we give him that? Uh, I, I did know it was in Montgomery. I, I, should, I should have said that. Uh, but uh, I think, I don't know. Well, it's up to you. It's up to the judges. Uh, I, need, I need your decision here, uh, Justin. I, uh, unfortunately, Byrne, I'll have to uh, mark that as incorrect. Wow, you're such a dick. Yeah. What happened? Number four, <laughs> the capital of Maryland, Baltimore, lies on the Patapsco River, which flows into what bay? Uh, that would be the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. Uh, Bernie's already won today's game, but in an attempt... Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. He got three right, so Bernie needs this one to win. What is the last name, Bernard, of the United States Army private who was convicted of espionage in 2013 as Bradley, but now goes by Chelsea? That was... Uh, it's Peyton Manning's uh, little sister. <laughs> Funny. There you go. Uh, yeah. Very Man. good. Hey, Bernie, you've been on fire lately, man. That's four right again today. You won by a final score of 4-3. But I like the contestant. He's very, very cool. Bernie, say hello to Paulie. What's up, Paulie? Hey, Bernie, man. How are you doing? I'm uh, pulling for you, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm recovering, and uh, everything's going to be all right, Paulie. Where, where do you yeah, live, Paulie? I'm up near Poughkeepsie in LaGrangeville. Okay, that's that's a beautiful country up there. Hopefully not too close to Poughkeepsie. Yeah, originally from Westchester, but I moved north. It's really nice. So, hey, hey have you had any Foster's oil cans since your uh, treatment? Uh, you know, honestly, no. Uh, that's one thing that I've sacrificed because if I drink, it makes me, it really makes me want to pee. And, uh, you know, not to be too graphic, but uh, it's one thing that I don't want to uh, encourage. You know, water is fine and stuff like that. But uh, I miss them. I miss my my Foster's oil cans. I love them to pieces, man. Give me three, three yeah. or four of those, and I'm I'm a happy guy. Well, hopefully soon, man, down by the beach. Thank you, Paul. We appreciate no that. All the sentiments are so very nice. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Another win for the champ, the great Bernard McGurk. We will come back, wrap up another really, really terrific week here, Bernie and Sid shows, and get you up on your weekend. We'll be back right after these. Short messages. Beat Barney. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. Mike Dettino reminding me, Mikey does a great job with Greg Kelly, that Kobe was two years ago already. Two years ago. Wow. Yeah, I had to leave Equinox Jim crying. Remember, the, remember that, Bernie? I was fighting with Jill. We had so many fights. She's like, some some cop. It was a terrible story. Maybe it wasn't even a cop. I, I don't know. It, what, it, it was a cop. It was a cop. Like, he killed his eight-year-old boy, son or something. and It, it was awful. He tortured him. Terrible. And he, he made him awful. sleep, sleep in, a, in a cold garage. Awful. I'm not minimizing what happened to that little boy, but she was like, that's what people care about. Not Coach Brian. I go, I go, Jill, 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 Jill. 
Colby, they wear his jersey in every country, every city around the world. This story will last a month. 30 days later, it was still on the cover of the New York Post. She goes, okay, <laughs> I, guess, I guess he got me. Uh, not to minimize, I'm that little boy, but when Colby died, man, that's the last time I remember the world really cried. The world. And, it, and of course, his little daughter died, too. That was part of the story with nine other people. But that was a brutal, brutal story. That was, and so was the uh, police story. I mean, it, it shouldn't be a competition for what's worse. It's just Kobe Bryant is a more famous individual. But the, what happened to this little kid was, no, no, if but, it didn't break your heart, of man, course, you ain't of human. Course, of course. But when you're producing a radio show and you're trying to appeal to the masses. I hear you, bro. Yeah, she just, uh, but she admitted she was wrong later, which is a good thing. Let's go to Artie on Staten Island, line four, last call of the week. He wants to talk to Bernard. Good morning, Artie. Good morning. How you doing, guys? Good. good. How you doing, Artie? All right, good. Yeah, I just wanted to touch base with uh, uh, Sid. Sid, do you have the uh, prostate problem? Or no, no, Bernie, 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 Bernie. Bernie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I had it. Yeah, I was a firefighter 27 years. Uh, you know, when you, when you get older, they say everybody gets it. You know, so I had the uh, the uh, tomotherapy, they call it, you know, with the radiation, 45 treatments, you know. So everything worked out good. I'm in my ACA now. My numbers are still okay. You know, the brush all ain't working, but uh, that's okay. Hey, God bless. Hey, least, you know, okay. the food tastes good and <laughs> yeah. uh, movies are still funny or, uh, you know, whatever it is. So, uh, listen, congratulations, Artie, and thanks for the uh, encouraging words, my brother. Uh, we're about to wrap things up here. 30 seconds to go. Great job, uh, Justin, Alec, and Luke Lograno, Mikey Garcia, Frankie Diaz with an E, Deb Valentine, the whole crew. Thank you so much. Bernie, uh, just... Um, well, you were just great this week. You always are. So. Look who's Have talking, fun, Sydney Arthur. I love you, bro. I love you, too. That was fun. Have a great weekend. Rest up, and uh, we'll talk to you again Monday morning. You sound look, great. You look great. I love you. Look forward to it. Same here, bro. All right, Thank brother. You. That's Bernie McGurk. I'm Sid Rosenberg. We'll all be back again Monday morning at 6 a.m. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.